Welcome to the Godless Revolution Podcast. Today, as our guest, we have Dan Ellis, President of Atheists of Utah, and we will be discussing uh, last week's American Atheist Convention and some news topics. So, let's get started. So, we're here in Salt Lake City. Um, just got done with the American Atheist Convention. Wanted to talk to Dan about uh, some of the speakers there, some of the stuff we took away from the convention. Um, had a bunch of uh, big names. We had Chris Cluey. Um, Jamila Bay was a fantastic MC. I thought she did a fantastic Woo. job. A little blast from the past. <laughs> that, that was our very first episode, which was a year ago. One year ago. Yay. We, We've been around for a year now. We almost have one tooth. We're, like starting, we're starting to figure some know. shit out, man. <laughs> do you ever guys feel it painful to go back and listen to old episodes? Oh, yeah. yes. I, for sure. <laughs> I find it painful to listen to myself, period. <laughs> <laughs> some of our episodes where the guests were like leaning way back from the microphone, and then they get really close to the microphone, and they talk like this. And then they yeah, just yeah, eat it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, where you couldn't hear half of the shit that they were saying. Yeah. and. And we were, or oh. the one where people were going away from the room texting and. Yeah. I don't know which one that one was, though. Having their, what episode happen? was that? Playing, playing little guitar things on the springs here on the microphones <laughs> and slamming their keys around, answering fucking phone calls in the middle of the podcast, getting up, going out for a smoke. Happy anniversary. Hey, Dan, guys. where do you live again? <laughs> Is it okay if I have friends come over? What's your address? It's a party, right? <laughs> no, it's not a party. We're doing some shit, man. Well, welcome, everybody. You're listening to The Godless Revolution. I'm Dan Ellis. I'm Ryan Duffy. <laughs> I think maybe we should never tell anybody no. who that is. <laughs> I just don't know why we feel the need to introduce ourselves every week. Because there Cause might be new a listeners. new listener. Yeah. They might yeah. not recognize my well, voice. Well, then, fucking catch up. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you jump in on this podcast not listening to all of them before? <laughs> this is only episode 48. Is it 48? I thought last week was 47, so this is, should, should be 48. Yeah. Tonight we right. uh, we have a special guest. Special guest. You're I mean, he's not special in that way. Not really. You're special. I'm special. <laughs> we have with us tonight Mr. Chris Reed. Hi, everybody. Hi, Chris. Hi. <laughs> Glad to be here. Chris is a atheist here in Utah who is also an admin for the Atheists of Utah Facebook group. We get to herd those cats. And talk shit. Talk shit. <laughs> Pretty much. You're part of the Utah Atheist Group? Yeah. Do you, get, you guys get called that all the time, right? All the time. I mean, I'm a member, but I'm not an admin, so. Yeah. Yeah, the Utah I just hear Atheist, people refer to it that way, yeah. Or the, the, the Atheist Association of Utah. Or, really? Yeah. They add words? I'm yeah, getting, oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, like Life of Brian, you know, the Palestinian Liberation Front. And <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> the Liberation, wait, no, it's the Liberation Front of Judea and the People's Liberation Front of Judea or some shit like that. Yeah. Splitter! <laughs> they end up killing each other. That is a great show. I love that. I fucking love that movie. Yeah. Maybe. How shall we fuck off, oh lord? <laughs> you ate my juniper berries! <laughs> I haven't talked for 17 years! <laughs> <laughs> Would you shut up? <laughs> Didn't we have an episode where we were slipping into Monty Python style voices at one point? Probably. I, I think, think we, I was reading a news something or other and went never mind. Probably. I think so. I love Monty Python. Biggles Dickles? <laughs> <laughs> what is so funny, Centurion? 
Do you think it's funny when I say my friend's name? <laughs> Throw him to the floor. Because dick Where is- the woof we? <laughs> <laughs> Strike him, Centurion. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck, I need to watch that movie again. It's been too long. Uh, I actually looked to buy that one on Amazon. Uh-huh. It wasn't there. Oh, yeah? Yep, <laughs> not even the, I couldn't even find a DVD to buy. Really? Yeah. You could find it at Walmart for like two bucks. Probably. You sure we can find that one at Walmart here in Utah? In one of the big bins of things. Maybe. There in the middle of the Walmart. Probably. Possibly. 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 I mean, you can find uh, the meaning of life and the Holy Grail everywhere, but Life of Brian is hard to find. They've got a lot of those soundtracks on uh, Google Play Music, and mm. I've been listening oh. to them at work and really annoying my coworkers with that one. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself, Mr. Reed. Let's see. I am a website owner of a website called WatchPlayRead.com. We do uh, movie, music, video game reviews and stuff. We're just a geek website based mostly out of here in Utah and Pacific Northwest. We have a bunch of people in. Oregon and Washington, but the other thing I do mostly is um, in my free time, I run. So find me on Facebook.com slash Marathon Dad. I'm trying to run 2,015 miles this year to raise money for the Atheists of Utah. Woo! Wow. Marathon Dad. Marathon Dad. Facebook.com. Facebook.com slash Marathon Dad, or you can find me on MarathonDad.com, but I haven't updated that site in about a month, so... (laughs) 2,000 miles? 2,000 miles in this year. So, and you're going to do that all, like, just on road roadways around Utah? Yeah, I've, I've done a couple of races. I've ran, I did the Lagoon Half Marathon. I've done the Salt Lake Full Marathon. Uh, got the Ogden Marathon coming up in a couple of weeks. There's a Hill Air Force Base Half Marathon. Thinking about jumping into, I've got a full race calendar. I've, I've got just about something every month until the end of the year. So mm. Wow. So you're doing half marathons and shit. The halves are the fun ones. Yeah. <laughs> do you lose toenails when you do a half marathon? You guys want to see? I actually have uh, a missing toenail uh, right no. now. Do you seriously? It's fucking amazing. Like I, I've, <laughs> I've, <laughs> I finished the marathon from Salt Lake, and I felt fine. Nothing turned black. You know, no the none of the to- toenails started turning black or anything. Yeah. But I felt like, man, th- there might be a blister under this one. So I started clipping one of my toenails, uh. and like as soon as I did. This is going to be gross, everybody. But blister <laughs> juice shot out like onto my computer and monitor at work. And I was just like, oh, well, that's going to come off here. You're in a day clipping or so. your toenails at work? I work grave shift, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I do what I want. I do whatever. I do what I want. <laughs> clipping your toenails at work. I turn away from everybody. That's, they don't see it. That's the. Uh, do you also reheat fish in the microwave? No, I'm not that asshole. <laughs> <laughs> what about cook eggs in the microwave? Because that's bad, too. No, we actually have computers that are hot enough that I can just set my eggs on top of it. That It, it does a pretty good job of warming them up for me. Wow. Uh, but let's see, see as so of, why do you so why what, do you know what causes that the toenail thing rubbing like, against your shoe rubbing against your sock over 26 so is miles it, is it that you get like a blister underneath yeah the that's what this one was is that it, it became a blister uh, underneath the toenail bed and so i mean it didn't hurt i mean it might have hurt for a second while i was running but you know you just kind of put it out of your head and Jesus. so when you finally start go to get the toenail off it just starts clipping deeper and deeper and deeper until you're all, all the way at the tip and you're like oh well there's nothing else to get. I might as well just pull the rest of it out. Uh, See you later, Mr. Toenail. Bye, Toenail. That's proof that running is bad for humans. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I've, I've, heard I've lost the... count of blisters. I've lost <laughs> count of 
all sorts of other shit. I, I own stock in moleskin nowadays, I swear. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've ran every single day since the beginning of the year. Wow. I haven't missed a day. I even pre-ran before coming here tonight. So, oh, yeah? So I could have pizza and beer. And <laughs> right, right. So when I get home tonight, I don't have to worry about, oh, shit, I better go out in the neighborhood and do seven miles. <laughs> wow. So how long does it take to run like seven miles? Right? Hour 20, about an hour 15, bad. something like that. It's about 11, 12 minutes a mile. Yeah. I could do faster and better, but I weigh a lot. I mean, so anybody listening to this that thinks they can't run, I weigh two hundred, almost 260 pounds and I run marathons, so... You don't have an excuse. Yeah. So. yeah, that is interesting. I have really bad knees. That's my excuse. They make all sorts of cool things you could put on your knees to cover up that shit. Yeah. Cool braces. They're just going to shot. Yeah. yeah, go get cortisone shots. Yeah, that'll be fun. I've yeah. heard those are a really good time. Like, like if you have nothing to do and you're just looking to, fa- to have a fantastic time oh, yeah. going for a cortisone shot. That's what shot. I call Tuesday. You know, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I've been to plenty of cortisone parties. I've, I've thought about it because I've got, a, I've got a pretty wicked case of uh, plantar fasciitis right now, which is like the uh, – just imagine like the tendons that join your toes to your heel. Uh-huh. Like closer to the heel, it feels like you have like a uh, – On the bottom side though. Yeah, it sucks, dude. It's mm-hmm. like when you get up from sitting down after a while, like it's just – immediate pain when you stand up because the tendon hasn't stretched in a while it sucks but this just, sounds like everybody should take up running that's stupid look at listen to all the things you're missing out on <laughs> all yeah. these wonderful fabulous but although, you, you find it you find a cause you find something to get dedicated in you just want to challenge yourself i mean i didn't start out doing marathons and half marathons this is like my third year of running yeah I started out doing 10Ks, 5Ks and stuff. And then by the end of the year, I was doing a marathon. And I was like, oh, that's that's the biggest challenge I'll ever do in my life. And now I'm like, <laughs> I'm doing six of them this year. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty awesome, though, really. It is really awesome. But it, it's it's fun, though. Once you find the fun in it, you you find a way to have a good time at it. And I, I was going to do it anyway with the just challenging myself for the year. And I figure, well, if I'm going to do it, there's people that raise funds for doing a half marathon. Why not mm. raise funds for doing... 2,000 stupid miles throughout the year. Jesus, I'm kind of weird, lot of though. Miles. I'm weird. Like, I don't like to find the fun. I like things like Far Cry that make me have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, finding well, the fun for, for me, it was a getting off the treadmill and everything and going into the neighborhoods. And, like, it, when I run, I run at nighttime. So it's like getting able to see sights and shit at, like, mm. the middle of the night when nobody else is outdoors. It's just kind of cool that, like, it's almost like your own personal Utah. Like, like there's nobody else around. Yeah, you don't got to worry about running over little kids. Well, I saw dogs uh, chasing you. And Dan knows the area where we used to, where I live, where he used to live. Um, yeah. Like, it's still a thing to see random deer, like in the neighborhoods. <laughs> yeah. And I was running the other night, and there was a deer that came across the running path I was on. It scared the living fuck out of me, but <laughs> because I have the headlamp on, and when it, when animals turn their heads towards you, you see glowing yeah. eyes. Oh, and yeah. so when it's Same. not like a, when it's not a cat like on the on the running right, path, right, it, right. it's something that's like three four feet tall. You're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, it was it was probably three Mothman. years ago. Yeah, that that road. What is it like twenty twenty one seventy south or whatever? Yeah, it was that road that runs up to one thousand west or whatever it is there yeah. from from where my old house was. Uh, I saw a deer on that road like half a block from my house. And I, I got up to go to work one day driving down the road. And I was like, "What the fuck?" It's like, "Whoa, big goddamn duck!" No, <laughs> that's a fucking deer. Deer. <laughs> Fucking in my neighborhood, that's kind of weird. Like that was the yeah. 
That was the that was the only time I'd actually seen one like there in the neighborhood. But I would guess that they're on that biking trail. Well, and the shit. the trail that I take sometimes you see all sorts of wildlife. You see rats and shit on the path. You see, I, I saw a bat one night that scared the fuck out of me because I, <laughs> because you know being brought up a uh, a staunch Southern Baptist kid, I got filled with a demon fear as the little kid. And so when you see a giant bat land in a tree, you think, oh, it's a demon coming to take my soul. <laughs> Do they? You're, you're, I'm like, well, well, what better lower the level on that one <laughs> do they have that belief the baptists yeah the 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 baptists well i couldn't say all of them but the ones that i was brought up around thought that if you uh let evil into your life you're going to be you're leaving yourself a vessel to be inhabited by demons and shit and you need to have them exercised from you oh and you mistook a bat for a demon well i mean it, i can't help like when i'm out late at night sometimes you see weird shit or shadows playing mind tricks on you and you're just like oh god it's something this and yeah. it's like the rational side of me goes, no, it's not that. <laughs> I misunderstood. I thought there was Sorry. some connection with bats. No. But no. it just happened to be that you saw that. I saw some like, weird oh, shit, and it oh, scared wait, the fuck mind. out of me. You know, gotcha. leathery wings landing in a tree and walking along the tree. It kind of freaks yeah, out a little bit. They're a little creepy. They're cool as shit, though. They're cool. Yeah, they're warm. I think they're nice little, nice little mammals, but mm-hmm. they're a big part of our ecosystem. I like bats. Bats yeah, are cool. Because I really hate mosquitoes. Really? Yeah. Fuck. Oh yeah, Fuck who mosquitoes. likes mosquitoes? Well, what I'm saying, yeah, mm, bats. they sure are fun to scratch. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I'm bats. Saying, that's why I love bats. Yeah, bats Thanks, eat Ned a shit ton of mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't catch that. So I used to live in some apartments in Layton, just off of uh, Gordon and Maine. There in Layton, across okay. from where Reams is. Yep, yep. Uh, we lived on the third floor. So to get up to the third floor, you had to walk up one flight of stairs to the second floor. To the turn around. Floor, yeah. You know, walk up another flight of stairs to the third. So I walk up, you know, we'd, we'd been out. I think we'd gone to the bar or something, come home and I walk up the first flight of stairs and outside everybody's door, they used to have these little like metal clips, right? So that if you were late on your rent or whatever, they could just clip oh, something. They'd leave those passive the aggressive door. notes. Yeah. 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 Or, you know, if the city had come through to give notices, or whatever, everybody had these little clips outside their door where you could just clip shit. And, uh, you know, I walked up the first flight of stairs, went around the corner, and I saw some little thing on top of this clip. And it was, you know, about three inches long, couple inches high, inch and a half, couple inches high, just sitting on top of this clip. And I was like, "What the fuck is that?" And just went, a sitting? Yeah, just a sitting. Just on a sitting. Just I a thought I caught that in there. This clip. I got you, man. <laughs> and so I went around the corner. I was like, "Wait, what the fuck is this?" So I turned back around. I'm getting closer and closer, and you know, I get about maybe a foot away from it, and it just kind of moved a little bit, and it was just this tiny little fucking bat laying sideways on top of this mm-hmm. clip, and it freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> so I screamed like I screamed like a little kid, like, ah! <laughs> and my wife at the time came up behind me. She's like, what? What's going on? I was like, there's a little bat there. Look, it's fucking freaky. Just a sitting. And then just is sitting there. And then so then we just stood there in front of the basement neighbor's apartment door at like two in the morning for, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes just watching this little bat sitting on top of the thing. <laughs> like, it was really cute though. Whoa. After a little while. Yeah. Once you get over the fear of bats, it's not like they're actually going to come suck your blood or do anything bad. Yeah. yeah they're not really I mean, bad looking cute. little guys. Yeah. It's kind of cute. Was that a joke? Because there are vampire bats. 
Yeah, but how many? How often are they sucking on people's neck like that? People think is going to happen. Oh, I mean, it's yeah, not like I mean, the no. and they and they live they, in a they, small they, area in the yeah, south, and they central South America usually yeah, feed on true. cows and yeah, deer yeah, yeah. and large mammals. No, but to say that it's not like they're going to suck it. Well, yeah, I mean, they, some do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's not like you think in the movies where people are fearing that. It's not like Bram Stoker where they're yeah. swarming you and you know, right? No, no, no. You turn into a bag of bones when it when they're all done. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. suck all your blood out. And, now apparently, you never feel it either. Well, so it'd be fucking cool if we had shit like that. So I'm looking at your yeah. post here. It says yeah. that you still have 638 miles. No, I've done 638 oh, no, yeah, of yeah. the year so far. Okay, and I have 1300 left for the year, and I've got 200 and something uh, some odd days to do it. So the, the I, I days, would look at that and say that looks like you're ahead of schedule, right? No, I'm actually behind. Oh, are you? <laughs> I had a nice little padded, uh, uh, a nice little um. A comfort zone that I could be into, but before before marathons, they tell you to taper it off. Like, and I was running forty miles a week or so mm-hmm. every week, and mm-hmm. since the new year started, and they say, okay, we'll do like two miles, and then two miles, and then nothing until the marathon. And I'm like, well, I can't do nothing. I got to do at least one, you know. So I'll get on the treadmill or go out in the neighborhood. And so, like, it get got to be like right around the marathon, I was doing like twenty, thirty miles a week, and so I lost nice little buffers that I had, and so. Now I've got to work really hard at building that back up again. <laughs> you should just not listen to those marathon experts. I mean, what do they know? Just run every day if you want. Why I had do the they worst know? run doing Salt Lake, though. I was like hitting like 13-minute miles like for the whole thing, and that that's slow as shit. I mean, so why do they tell you not to not to run ahead of time? To build up your glycogen stores within your like by your liver and stuff. So What's the you, glycogens? Well, it's it's like it's, it's, it's it's easy to convert sugar within your body. Okay. And so, like, because when you, you ever heard about people hitting the wall? Yes. That's because they know how, no longer have any sugar within their body to burn. They're starting to convert fat yeah. into sugar. And so that's when, when you kick into that, that's when you hit the wall. And usually most people give up and quit around then. Right. Which is why they don't lose weight when they run. Yeah. And so what, what happens is like when you train for long distance races like this, you're, you're training your body on how to slowly convert fat into glycogen and to keep it stored within, like next to your liver so that whenever you're running, it has an easy to tap source of sugars for your body to convert. And so you're essentially just working at it. So like if you came off the street and just decided to run a half marathon, mm-hmm. you would, you would be hating life within like the first four or five miles. But if you train yeah, up, I'd you'd be hating yeah. life so much earlier than yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. when you, when you train up for it, it gets you ready for it. And so when you train up a child. Yeah. Beating the shit out of them. <laughs> Garden hose, sack of oranges. <laughs> So, so you train up to do this. Yeah. And so how long, so you said, you know, they say run, you know, a couple miles here, a couple miles there, and then nothing until. Nothing until the race. Like how long, how it's, long a span is it Like it was supposed to be three or four days of a rest day. Oh yeah. And I didn't, I don't take rest days. I, I do one or two at least a day just because it's only like 20 minutes of your day. Yeah. You, you should be able to squeeze 20 minutes to do something. If you got enough time to squeeze into FAP, you should be able to. <laughs> To be able to run, there's so little effort required for a. Fight. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but this is me. This is my own stupid goal that I decided to do at the beginning of the no, year. No, I so. think this is awesome. I think this is yeah. so. Uh, I, I noticed too. It says uh, I'm currently at 254 weight wise, which yeah. isn't much different than a week or so ago. What were you when you started this effort? When I started this year, I was at like 262 or something like that. I yeah. haven't really been focusing on losing weight. I've just been trying to get the numbers trying in. Trying to get the miles in. Trying to get the miles in, trying not to injure myself. I mean, if I really wanted to push towards a crazier goal of like hitting like a Boston Marathon qualifying time, which would be having to run 26 miles at like seven and a half minutes each. Jesus. 
Yeah, you have to hit like three hours and thirty. That's minutes. like actual running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not just jogging and having a good time listening to podcasts and music. And yeah. so, <laughs> wow. What but, if the, I mean, wonder when, if the Bushman would qualify. When I first started running yeah, in a right. 2012, I weighed 310 pounds. Wow. And so I've I've whittled my way down to like 227 at one point, and I was feeling pretty good at that at that, but. That was me not having any fun with like you know having a couple of beers, yeah, or yeah, pizza, yeah. No, no, no ice cream, the finer things in life. You know, not having a cookie. You know, yeah. you just look at cookies and you're like, "Fuck, I wish I could eat that." The cookie looks really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't have a cookie. I have a box of cookies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Obviously, <laughs> I know. <laughs> says, says the fittest guy in the room. Says the eighty pound waif. <laughs> I weigh two twenty. Yeah, but you know, you're six two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I weighed two twenty just after high school. I, I weigh I weigh two twenty. I weighed five ten. I weighed one hundred and eighty <laughs> when I was nine years old. I was a big fucking kid. Whoa, yeah. Holy so. shit, that's huge. <laughs> I was a big fat kid. When you were nine. Yeah. <laughs> wow. My fourteen year old son doesn't even weigh that, and he's big. I had age. I had like, uh, not fat, but from he- from junior high on, I had every coach trying to get me to play ball, and I was like, no, I want to be in trauma. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. No, I'm gonna focus on my studies and just do drama. I was always this rail thin, tiny little stick figure kid until until high school, until high school and football and two a days. Oh, yep. And then eating like twenty thousand calories uh, a day just to try to try to keep up keep up any kind of energy at all. Yep. And then I found weed. <laughs> and then I then I hurt my knees playing football and had knee surgery and was on my back for six weeks. And then my wife got pregnant. Yep, and, yep, yep. Yeah, and then it was just the downward spiral into the picture of fitness you see before you now. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody see that picture of Neil deGrasse Tyson from the 70s, I think it was? When he was wrestling? Guy. He was, was fucking awesome. ripped. He was a monster. He was a dancer too. I didn't know for that. a number of years. Yeah, he was like a male dancer for for a number of years, like a professional. Oh yeah. I don't know if he did any like club dancing, but I, I'd kind of play that out in my memory. Like you know, I could see that, <laughs> dude. That is the freaking epic. Those those are awesome '90s pictures. You man. like those with the hair? Yeah, look like a lesbian. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> I kind of do, except for the facial hair. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Depends on the lesbian. <laughs> I didn't say it. That was Dan Ellis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on! All my lesbian friends know that it's true. I'm trying to. Mm. I'm trying to scroll back. Yeah, where are we going? Scroll back through here for the things and junks. Oh, I'm trying to find. I posted a picture. That's of, scroll back for those wondering. Yeah. Yeah. If you can see this. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so this was my junior year in high school. So this picture that Holy we're looking hell. at. That is not Dan Ellis in this picture. Wow. Yeah. Do you have a CTR uh, does, ring in that picture? <laughs> he does have a mullet. Yeah. I do have a little bit of a mullet. Uh, here. Mullet, a little is, bit. is the side shaved? <laughs> no. They're just okay, slicked back. Just, just slicked back. Okay. Business in the front, party in the back. That's right. All, all right. <laughs> and that's actually that's not that's not even one of the skinny pictures of me. I have another one. Oh, look at this. Yeah, that's uh oh, wow. that's, that's creepy. Yeah. I was a fucking, I was rail thin, yeah. That's funny. Until the footballs, until the footballs and the practices and eating tons of shit and then hurting my knees and... Still eating all the shit. Eating all the shit still because you grow you just got used to it, to it yep. and... Shit tastes good. Yeah. Yep, it does. It does. Food tastes really good. <laughs> I like food a lot. There are many things that I enjoy about food, mainly eating it. It's one of the things I'm going to miss when I'm dead. 
You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if I'll be missing much. Well, I probably won't be missing shit. <laughs> well, that's awesome, though. So so I've posted every day on the uh, the Facebook group, every little run that I've done, everything that I've been up to. And the the picture you're seeing right here, if you're looking on the video, is a uh, a guy that is essentially doubled over on the ground, grasping it as like a hamstring because he's in, in serious pain. Um, because I, I keep forgetting to stretch out. I'm, I'm 35. I really should be stretching before doing any kind of physical activity. I usually just get my gear on and just go right out the door and start running. And I usually don't feel a problem until about four miles in. And I'm like, fuck, this kind of hurts, man. <laughs> I usually stretch before getting out of bed. Really? I do too. You roll over. Oh like, yeah. You got to get those long arm movements and yeah. With the with the plantar fasciitis, I have to stretch my foot before I get out of bed. Otherwise, it's just it you're hurts. you're going to double over because it hurts so damn bad when you put all your weight on it. This, you're not making running sound. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, fun no. At I mean, all, as really. long as you can. Av- I mean, if you're a fat fuck like me that's trying to run, <laughs> yeah, you're going to get injuries. But if I'm you're- actually going to stop running now again, you're going to stop running <laughs> now yeah. again. But there's now a- again. again. <laughs> There's, I've stopped many times. There's there's something um, primal about running, and I hate to be one of those guys like, oh, tap into the caveman kind of thing. But yeah. we used to have to catch our food by running after it for very long fucking distances. A lot of animals, they don't have the same uh, body makeup that we have. So whenever I would, I would argue none. Yeah. yeah exactly. No animals. <laughs> and so like they may be able to sprint to get the fuck away from you pretty quick. But if yeah. you keep chasing after them, eventually they're going to tire out and they're just going to lay down and die. Because well, this is, you're- yeah, this is what I was saying earlier when I said Bushmen. I think you guys yeah. interpreted. I think you guys meant thought I meant George Bush in them. Oh no, I, oh, knew, okay. I knew what you were All talking right. about. Yeah, like, but in um, Namibia and stuff, those guys will. They'll because humans have sweat glands. We don't have body hair. We, we can, don't overheat the way that other. Yeah, animals we can do. run in the heat mm-hmm. of the day. We can drink water while we're running. We can, you know, we're, hold we're better shit, equipped for it. Whatever. So. Like, you don't see very Stamina. many animals that can go... Like, when I did the Salt Lake Marathon, it's the cover picture there with me and my kids. Uh, I, that was Your a, daughters are fucking adorable, by I the way. I love my kids. I oh, my God. They're so, so much. cute. But, like, that's me at Easy, five dad. hours and 45 <laughs> minutes of running. Yeah. Oh, shit. And so... And I'm still upright. I'm still chugging along, just going the normal clip. Like, just normal pace. Just go get my way to the finish line. Kids are run, trailing behind me. I... Got done and sitting down was about the worst thing I could do at that point. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's what you want to do. Yeah, that's really what I wanted to do. But like, I had to really think about okay, how do you sit again? But and that was the picture at the Lagoon Marathon of obviously. But but I finished that half marathon in like two hours nine minutes or something like that. But doing a full marathon took like an additional three hours yeah. and forty minutes. <laughs> you think doing doing just like uh, oh, it's only twice as much as you're doing there. No, it's exponentially harder. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you figure you do half marathon, you're already tired as fuck. Yeah. yeah. And then throw on a whole other thing like, oh, now I'm starting over while I'm well, already tired I, as I've fuck. I've done the Salt Lake Half Marathon before, and that was just um, uh, running through a good chunk of downtown until you hit like Westminster, then you double back towards Liberty Park, and then back to the finish line at Library Square. When you go the full, you go all the way down to like 45th South and like through Sugar House Park and all these other neighborhoods out there. And... I'd never realized before doing this race that um, that Salt Lake was as hilly as it is, <laughs> especially by the capital. Like visiting yeah. and hanging all out around that, the capital is really like hanging out downtown. You're like, oh, this is nice. This is cool, you know. But like when you when we came down from um, I can't remember what the City Creek Canyon, and we get past the Eagle Gate, and there's the LDS headquarters building off to the left, off to the right over there. Uh, they go, okay, turn left. 
And so you're going up South Temple yeah. for like a mile and a half. Mm-hmm. And up. it just starts to ramp up like a motherfucker. Yeah. And then so you hang a right and you're like, oh, good. Nice, nice flat. You get to go again. You just run for like another mile. And it's like, okay, take another left. And it's like the the more lefts that you take, the further up the mountain you're going. <laughs> and it's a it's a real beating at at a, at a certain point. And I mean, I really appreciate people that can really run these things fast. But I, I hit a hill and I'm like, oh, I can't do this. Yeah, because because that part of Salt Lake is actually on like the foothills. Yeah, yeah. Gorgeous though. I've already signed up to do it again next year. I don't know. Oh yeah. What the fuck is wrong with that? That's me, always that's always kind of perplexed me too. Like people pay to run somewhere. Yeah, I th- I thought the same thing when uh I I've signed up for Ragnar for like the last couple of years. Yeah. And oh, you're you, one of those, you huh? think about you think about it and you're like you're paying somebody for you to run like 200 miles with a team. Like you're going to spend the night in a van. You're going to yep. shit in porta potties yeah. or in nature depending on where you're stuck. Like you could just do that on your own if you really want to. You're going to be like it's going to be like 2:30 in the morning and it's your turn to run. You know, you have to put on your like night vision, not night vision, but like night gear. <laughs> you have to put on your like runner vest and your headlamp and your tail lamp and everything. And you're just thinking, why would anybody pay like 140 yeah. bucks to do this? Plus gas <laughs> exactly, money, plus yeah. like all this other shit. All that you your need food to bring with you. You and all, bring yeah, all the other shit. Food, Motrin, you know, <laughs> <laughs> drinks. All, I mean, because you got to bring like at least three cases of water when you do this because it's hot as shit in Jane, I mean, uh, June. Well, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. The guys I know that do it bring uh, whiskey and beer with them. And that's it. Hey, there's not supposed to be any alcohol on yeah. the course at all. Yeah. Nah, the guys that I know that so run it do, do it So easy to enforce that rule. Well, un- sure. unfortunately, like every group that I've ran with has always been like ultra Mormon. So, oh. <laughs> so I always collect their beer tickets, and I'm like, I'm not gonna go get beers at the end of this. And so, that, that's yeah. been a fun part of it. But I can't wait to get in with a team that does actually drink during the middle. I I know them. The hard part is finally who's going to drive the van. Yeah. <laughs> well, I joined a uh, a group on uh, Facebook called the uh, the Utah Hash House Harriers. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of these people, but they they consider themselves a running uh, a drinking group with a running problem. Oh, okay. And their body is fuck. <laughs> I haven't done any activities with them, but just watching their Facebook stuff, I'm like, man, I'm glad people don't flag your guys' posts. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I I. I've thought about trying to run, but I uh, joined the Ogden back when I was living in Clearfield and working at Flying J. Joined the Ogden Country Club or Athletic Club or whatever up there. Up there. (laughs) You got your own activity, though. You got golf. (laughs) Pardon me. A long walk interrupted. Yes. (laughs) A walk wasted, as Twain would say. Yeah. Um, But I I joined them and I, I was doing their boot camp thing. And I was okay for like two weeks. You know, starting doing the running and everything like that, and then my knees just—I couldn't keep up with it. Now, if I'd any- go home and my knees were just fucking swollen and huge, and mine get that afterwards, and then yeah. I got to go sit at work for like nine hours because yeah. I work graves, and so I tell all my peons to do all the menial work. Like, no, you go ahead and go do <laughs> server checks out on this floor. I'm gonna <laughs> sit here. I'm gonna sit here with bags <laughs> of ice on my knees. I'm just gonna say ouch for the next five hours. You'll be fine. So you do a lot of running. Yeah. <clears throat> You pre-podcast told us that you moved to Utah from Arkansas. Moved here from Arkansas was the the last port of call, I guess, for for me before we moved out to the the great state of Zion. And that's because you were a military brat, I'm guessing Air Force. Air Force kid, yep. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the old man found work out here with the contractor working at Hill Air Force Base, and before that, we lived in fuck. Let's see. When I was born, I was at Carswell Air Force Base in Texas. 
Bible Belt. Let's see. We went to Arkansas, Bible Belt, Mississippi, Bible Belt, Louisiana, Bible Belt. Oh, yeah. A uh, couple so of years like in Germany. Worst. Germany was kind of cool because the old man got like a... Not a Bible Belt? No. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Bunch of atheists out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this was during the Cold War, so mm. it was still very much East Germany, West Germany. Oh, yeah. Uh, then we moved back from there, uh, had to spend a couple, like a year or so living with the grandparents in a city called Pine Bluff, Arkansas, which was just still as racist as you can fucking get. <laughs> um, lived there for about a year while the old man did a, uh, remote deployment to Reykjavik, Iceland. And so, Whoa. yeah, I was, I was like, it was like nine, it was 88, 89 or something like that. It's just a little kid. And then we moved from there to Mountain Home, Idaho. And so you go from a place where, like, you've you've been around, uh, let's just say, uh, integrated society in the South. You know, there's a whole bunch of black people, a whole bunch of white people, a whole bunch of Hispanic people to Idaho. Yeah. All white. Yeah. No, it's all white. Yeah. And the old man was really close to becoming one of those Ruby Ridge oh. kind of anti-Clinton. They're coming for our guns, you mm. know. Oh, okay kind of crazy religious. I mean, at this point, he was starting to stockpile weapons. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bought an AK-47 this week, kids. I have a couple <laughs> of family members like that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so I, I love guns, but <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to own any of my own. <laughs> all the all the Bogue rights for president, guys. Mm-hmm. 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 Man. Yeah. So that, that was about 90, 92, 93. So that was right when Clinton got into office mm-hmm. the first time. And so... You hear a lot of the rhetoric right now of Obama doing the same stuff, and just I, I, I really want to go to one of one of the uh, Crossroads of the West gun shows just to see the crazy white supremacist oh, yeah. paperwork being passed around and how to convert your Mac ninety into an AK fully automatic, and mm-hmm. so I've had an interesting life of growing up as a a Southern Baptist kid who the old man was a. Uh, what they consider in Arkansas a foot washing Baptist, you know, where your wife is supposed to wash your feet kind of thing. You know, it's the whole Mary Magdalene washing Jesus's feet oh, kind wow. of thing. Mm. And so going from this like strict Southern Baptist upbringing to um, becoming an atheist was an interesting journey. And well, I bet. I'm glad I've, I've, I've arrived. You know, and it was yeah. about last year before I joined actually into the actual atheist crowd. Mm-hmm. And before then, it was just like a. I mean, I bought the God Delusion when it came out, and I thought I was going to be smitten for it when I picked it up. You know? <laughs> oh, and, yeah. you know, just walking around the flight line at Hill Air Force Base doing the job, thinking to my head, because you have a lot of time when you're walking flight lines, because you don't have a car. They don't let you, <laughs> and there are long walks out there. Yeah, yeah they don't let you dr- just drive any vehicle up at, <laughs> up at the flight line on Hill Air Force Base. So yeah. you're walking around a lot for about 30 or 40 minutes between buildings. And you have a lot of time to think. Uh-huh. And so that's when I did a lot of my critical thinking and realized <laughs> this is all bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 in our little admin chat for the group thing, yeah. I, I commented that, you know, every now and then during a rainstorm or whatever, if I'm outside, there's still something in the very back of my brain every now and then that's like, God's going to hit me with a bolt of lightning. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I, I have to, and it's something that doesn't, it's like, it's not like an active thought. It just kind of pops into my head and I have to actively work to squash it. Like to get rid of those old, teachings. you're being a fucking dumbass right now. Like I have those in different ways. Not about lightning. That was never a threat really yeah. in the way I grew up, but just every once in a while, something I'll, I'll, you know, like I'll be, I'll be listening to some, some sciencey thing that's so above my ability to understand that I'm just like, 
holy shit, that has to be fucking, there has to be something. And wait, what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> I don't know anything about this. Why am I making assumptions? But that, that does every once in a while that clicks. And I'm like, I can, I see how people can, you know, run with that. But well, yeah. for me, it used to be a whole, you know, oh God, I'm going to be struck by lightning. You know, God's trying to smite me kind of thing to a, Go ahead, motherfucker. Go ahead and throw lightning <laughs> yeah. at me. I want to see what it is. To nowadays, it's like, you know, static moving between clouds is pretty fucking cool. You yeah. Know, you start thinking about it. It's just neat that you can actually go from those different stages from being, you know, believing God to did it. angry not believing right, to right. just kind of accepting not believing, but just being passive aggressive. I've always kind of had both. I've always <laughs> had the anger, you know, even, even when I did believe, I would still... I would still throw my middle finger in the air and say, fuck you, God, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I, I was so never angry at a God, because I never believed in you, a God. Yeah, well, you're a lifelong atheist. Lucky. I know, Lucky. Right? <laughs> you got to listen to Iron Maiden when you were growing up. Yeah, well, fair. actually, a lot of meatloaf. Meatloaf's my dad was boss, a, though. <laughs> my dad was a big meatloaf fan. I like the meatloaf. We've been talking a lot in the, the group, of, especially between me and meatloaf. Alan Carter. We've been talking about Rocky Horror Picture Show a lot oh, this yeah. last week, so... Yeah. So Meatloaf's a big portion of that movie. Well, not a big portion, but a, one of the best portions of that movie. I like Meatloaf. His name was Robert Paulson. Yes. Oh, yeah. Bitch tits. In death, does he get a name? <laughs> His name was Robert Bob Paulson. had bitch tits. <laughs> so you grew up Southern Baptist. Yep. Mom was a hardline Pentecostal family of oh, like really? six other kids in the family poor as shit living out in a town called Conway, Arkansas, which about their claim to fame is like they have the, the Bluebird bus company like out that way where like most of the most of the school buses on the East Coast are made there. I mean, I think they yeah. have the West Coast one as well, but hearing about my mom and dad both working at that plant for a while before he joined the military and like it's just weird as shit. The, the, she grew up in a town called um, if you don't know the lingo, when you say like a town is a hollow like it, it, you call it, it a holler, yeah. Out, it's in a hole. In the south. So she grew up in a town called Skunk Holler. Uh huh. Mm. Nice it's, name. Yeah, it's lovely. And we're talking about a, a town full of the the really hardline, uber Christian people that pray with snakes oh, and fucking okay. glossolalia speaking in tongues. Yeah. You know, doing the whole arms raised to Jesus while they're singing their hymns, kind of thing. I mean, extra crazy. music's extra fucking awesome, but because it's live music at, at church, but at the same time, you're like, man, these you're people are psycho. Acting. This is fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're when you're brought up into it at such an early age, I mean, I did, I'm lucky that we got to go to Southern Baptist stuff because it's just boring, you know, just sitting around, you know, just listening to hymns and just essentially mourning the loss of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Or you know, I've being never. being extra giddy at the fact that he's coming back soon. We're gonna uh, see any day now. Again. Any day now. I've I hate a, that. I've always wondered about that. Like everybody, you know, all the it's been two thousand plus years of just any day now. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> and all the Christians are like, he's coming back any day now, any day now. But then at the same time, they're warning, if we don't stop, the end of the world is coming. And it's like, isn't that what you fucking want? Like you yeah. want Armageddon to come because that's when your savior's coming. Well. Well, it's like be... just in this last week, we had Michelle Bachman talking that, that, about that's what I was bring this, up, yeah. uh, Obama's bringing about the end of times. It'd be like, how it's good. Why don't you fucking support him then? Because if yeah. that's what you want. <laughs> yeah. Why Why do you have a huge fucking problem with this? Because that's like your, your heart's desire. Why are you so fucking upset about it? Well, because even in there, she's. I thought she even said like, oh, it's it's a good thing though. It's a good thing that Obama's bringing about the end of time because it's going to bring happy But he's times. a bad man. Yeah. 
He's a bad man for doing it, but it's a good thing ultimately. The Antichrist. He's a Kenyan buried to a trans woman that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Man. Look out, Segway. I actually oh, wow. have that story. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was trying to do it organically. I forgot you guys call them yeah, out. Yeah, we don't do that. <laughs> we try, I try that, not that to one call them been, out. That one was perfect to just <laughs> remove right into it, but I just can't. I can't do it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Bachman, Bachman says Obama will bring about the end of the world and is also offended when he doesn't take her seriously. Um, now okay. that she's out of Congress, this I'll is... I bet she's offended a lot. I didn't realize yeah, like, does take anybody take crazy. her seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Her state doesn't take her seriously. Yeah. This is from JT, by yeah. the way. Um, now that she's out of Congress, she can just say whatever she wants, and given that, and given what she said when she was restrained, you can imagine how, you can imagine the gold we're getting now. <laughs> Recently, she said that Obama was going to usher in the end times. Michelle, Bach- Michelle Bachman and other conservative Christians were outraged after, after President Barack Obama mocked their predictions that he was hastening the end of the world. Bachman, a former Republican congresswoman from Minnesota, spoke at length about her ap- apocalyptic concerns in a radio interview earlier this month with a Christian broadcaster. Uh, the president made light of her comments at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Michelle Bachman... I actually predicted I would bring about the biblical end of days. Now that's a legacy. Yeah. That's big. I mean, Lincoln, Washington, they didn't do that. <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> then Bachman said something stranger than usual. Uh, she stood by her remarks, although she assured Christians that the end of the world wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. So JT outlines three points here by saying, number one, you just said the end of the world wouldn't be a bad thing. You got to you got to have a hand in making laws for many years. Yikes. Two, if it's not a bad thing, how are you using it to criticize the president? Yeah. And three, seriously, you just said the end of the world wouldn't be necessarily wouldn't necessarily be bad. The host of the show, Janet Markell, rushed to vocalize her offense. What is there about what is there about a godly Christian woman that is so offensive to so many today when they are simply telling the truth as Michelle is? <sighs> Michelle Bachman is a fucking loon. Oh yeah, to hear the the best take on Michelle Bachman, I, I I'll just do a plug here. I don't know if it's just a show on that's any on anymore. There was a drag queen podcast I used to listen to called Lucky Bitch Radio, <laughs> and this person would I mean her name was Wanda Wisdom, but had the best fucking satirization of Michelle Bachman. And she's like, she's fucking crazy. (laughs) Yeah. It was the greatest thing to hear about, you know, from, from the horse's mouth, you know, how crazy their local lawmakers are. And you wouldn't think of Minnesota being a ultra right wing kind of place, but they voted her into office. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, all, it's I think just it's all the gerrymandering bullshit. Yeah. There's, there's that, but it's, it's also like any of the other States where like, I, I lived in the Twin Cities for you know a couple of years. Yeah, and Minnesota Saint, or I mean Minneapolis Saint Paul is super liberal and progressive and yeah. awesome. And but it's because and of they're the really artsy and they're, yes, but it's so much country in that state that you know they're like they ain't taking my guns. You know, but but Minnesota's taking a turn for the better after she was gone and yeah, know. and Wisconsin has not. <laughs> no, Wisconsin really has not. Well, Madison's doing well. Madison is, well, so yes. Same Madison story. does I mean, good shit. Alaska's doing better. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, didn't they have that stoner kid running for uh, who's mayor like, of Wasilla or whatever? Like, uh, yeah, I'm running for office. And uh, <laughs> what's your platform? 
Well, everybody should have weed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I still say my mom's couch, but I mean, it's it's cool. It's cool. My friends, cool. my friends and I can hang out and we'll figure out how to fix stuff. <laughs> I got this suit. And they think uh, they're going to vote for me too. It'll be awesome. Politics, man. <laughs> so speaking of Obama, yeah. Did Correspondence guys, dinner was fucking amazing. Did you it guys was. see that? But Luther, the, the anger <laughs> translator, was about the, the highlight of the whole thing. That was so fucking wonderful. Toward the end where, like, he cuts him, <laughs> Luther, like, like Obama starts to lose his shit, and the anger translator actually has to, like, step Hey, back man, you don't like, need me anymore. Hey, hey, hey. You need help. <laughs> you need therapy. <laughs> Goes to Michelle, and he mouths off, he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to uh I wanted to play that really quick cuz it was Yeah, let's do it. I loved it. It was just beautiful. Oh, wait, one second. Ryan's I'm going to turn the volume up. Yeah. On the, on I, was, the feed I was trying or... to do two things at once. <laughs> That's why we said we want to play it really yeah. quick. <laughs> I forgot to turn it down. You know, I often joke about tensions between me and the press, but uh, honestly, what they say doesn't bother me. I understand we've got an adversarial system. I'm a mellow sort of guy. And that's why I invited Luther, my anger what translator, to join me here tonight. Hold on to your lily white butts. In our fast-changing world, traditions like the White House Correspondents' Dinner are important. I mean, really? What is this dinner? And why am I required to come to it? That ain't work. Jim Bush, do you really want to do this? Because despite our differences, we count on the press to shed light on the most important issues of the day. And we can count on Fox News to terrify old white people with some nonsense. <laughs> Sharia law is coming to Cleveland Run the damn hills Y'all's ridiculous We won't always see eye to eye Oh and CNN Thank you so much for the wall to wall Ebola coverage For two whole weeks We were one step away from the walking dead <laughs> And then y'all got up And just moved on to the next thing That was awesome Oh and by the way Just if you haven't noticed you don't have Ebola! <laughs> but I still deeply appreciate the work that you do. Y'all remember when I had that big old hole in the bottom of the Gulf of Mexico and then I plugged it? Remember that? Which Obama's Katrina was that one? Was that 19? What was it, 20? Because I came around, I can't remember. Protecting our democracy is more important than ever. For example, the Supreme Court ruled that the donor who gave Ted Cruz $6 million was just exercising free speech. Yeah, it's the kind of speech like this. I just wasted $6 million. Hillary will have to rage huge sums of money, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Back to Western she going to get that money. <laughs> she going to get all the money. Khaleesi is coming to Westeros. <laughs> so watch out! <laughs> Woo! The nonstop focus on billionaire donors creates real problems for our democracy. And that's why we run it for a third term! 
sir. No, no, no we're not. <laughs> Who the hell said that? <laughs> but we do need to stay focused on some big challenges, like climate change. Hey, listen, y'all, if you haven't noticed, California is bone dry. It looked like a trailer for the new Mad Max movie up in there. <laughs> Which I can't Y'all think that Bradley Cooper came here because he wants yeah. to talk to Chuck Todd? <laughs> The science is clear. The science is clear. Nine out of the ten hottest years ever came in the last decade. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know how to count to ten. Rising seas, more violent storms. You got mosquitoes, sweaty people on the train, stinking it up. It's just nasty. I mean, look at what look at what's happening right now. Every serious scientist says we need to act. The Pentagon says it's a national security risk. Miami floods on a sunny day, and instead of doing anything about it, we've got elected officials throwing snowballs in the Senate. Okay, okay, Mr. A, okay, I, I think I got it, bro. I, it is crazy. What about our kids? What kind of stupid, short-sighted, irresponsible bull? Whoa, 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 whoa! What if he talked like that? I would out the all whole time. time. Yeah, that would be awesome. awesome. That would be yeah. great. Awesome. That's something he should have learned from his first two years in. Is like, I'm not here to make friends. Yeah, Yeah. you don't need an anger translator. You need counseling. (laughs) So now I'm 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 out of here, man. I trying to get into all this. Go. (laughs) That's good, man. I haven't looked in to see who did his writing for the night, but Uh, he had some great jokes. He's crazy. He's crazy. <laughs> Luther, my anger translator is dumb. So I, so I watch I, every Sunday. I watch Fox News Sunday and uh, MSNBC with Chuck Todd. Now I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. Anyway, I watch both of those. I watch the Fox News one just to know what the the. They're right saying. wing talking points are going to be throughout the rest of the week. Yeah, and they they played just one tiny little bit of this, and it was the part making fun of Fox News. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was the part making fun of Fox News, and it was, and you know, Obama has his anger translator on there to say what he really thinks, and it was like, well, yeah, I'm sure he probably does really think that because you guys yeah. are fucking crazy. Yeah, but he, I mean, he also ripped on CNN. Ultimately, though, if you if you just really distill what the anger, anger translator says, there's nothing terribly objectionable about it. No, no, there's really so, not. And well, and when he talked about you know senators on the out, out on the Senate floor throwing snowballs, yeah. James Inhofe, yeah. that was yeah. stupid, You're fucking dumbass. Well, yeah, that guy's a fucking moron. Climate oh, beers dropping. Climate deniers. Too no. far out of reach. That kind of yeah, that kind of shit really fucking bothers yeah. me. Yeah. When you have when you have people who should know better, and I'm sure Inhofe probably does actually know better, but he's still out there doing stupid shit like yeah. that. Well, what's worse? I would say actively denying it and doing stupid shit like that is worse. Yeah, Agreed. when when you yeah. know better and you're lying about it, that's worse. Yeah. Well, what about recent events that we just had going on there in the Baltimore's? In the Baltimore's? Yeah. Ooh. Ferguson Light? Uh, or is it Ferguson 2? Well, Ferguson they hard. had... Ferguson <laughs> hard, yeah. hard, hard Ferguson. They had 10 days the of civil Ferguson. 
of civil, peaceful protests. Mm-hmm. Then they had eight hours of pure chaos. Mm-hmm. The media focused nothing on but the you, eight hours of pure chaos that mean, happened. You mean where the police, of which was the, perpetuated by the police Where officers. the police were throwing rocks right. at the citizens? Right. Yeah, that happened. But there's also it's the not poke a beehive or anything. Right. Where uh, the news came on and was giving the line that the Crips, the Bloods, and the uh, what was the other one? Some Apes other, or some other, other gang? Well, what the, other gang? I can't remember the name. It was, it was actually something rather the, racist. The Fruits of Islam were working with them, too, which is the paramilitary wing of the Nation of Islam. Oh. Well, and I, that, I saw something that, uh, from, from a few gang members who were there, like, we, we haven't declared any kind yeah. of truce against yeah, yeah, I still yeah, hate that motherfucker. Just, yeah. <laughs> They're like, no, I hate these motherfuckers regardless. Well, yeah, they came on and said, well, we, we made a they truce yeah, to work was, with each other to stop the violence in the streets. That, that seems not sensationalized to me, but I didn't look into it too much. Everything I've seen about that was... Was saying that that was bullshit. That they well, yeah. there was no. But it was the media that came out on some of the very right wing medias that came out first saying, "Yeah, oh, the gangs, gangs are, are, are plotting together to kill, to kill the police officers. Uh, everybody, yeah. well, <laughs> everybody, well, watch out, watch out. That's going to be bad. You mean kill kill the police back? Yeah, yeah. yeah so that was. Oh, I was geez. just going to say one of the greatest <laughs> things that I've seen about this was from comedian and fellow atheist Keith Lowell Jensen, who tweeted. I don't understand why they can't just continue to ask peacefully for the police to stop murdering them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, Jensen with two E's has to be white. I was say, we, we do have a listener and a prior guest who wanted to talk about this tonight that we might be able to Skype with if we want to Skype oh, with yeah? them right now. Well, we're Ooh. four white guys sitting around here, so yeah. we don't have any credibility. Man, I'm, I'm colorblind. I can only assume that I'm white because everybody says I am and I burn really easily uh, in the you're, sun. Yeah. You're one of them. <laughs> you're the whitest. Probably. Oh, Dan, you're the whitest. <laughs> Not just probably, I'm sure I am. Well, actually, right now you're the reddest, but... I'm always red, but when I drink, I get even more red. I when the I'm drinks hot, must be I'm working red. tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get I get very rosy. Should we try to call Tamel? Yeah, I told him that we're going to be calling here shortly, so... Let's see what T. Bizzle has call to say about failed. this. Call failed. Boop, 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 boop. Oh no! Well, that's not working. Oh, someone doesn't have their computer on. Uh, he said he was right that's by it. That's just bad. Try doing the uh, the Google call. <laughs> nice. Try right doing to the his, Google call. Right, right to, to right, his... right to his uh, cellular telephones. See, we are highly advanced in our technology. Yeah, let's work out all show. of our tech bugs on, on the show. air. Shall we try the cellular telephony? Well, I, I thought we would at least try to do it this week rather than next week when you have a uh, an actual. <laughs> Sorry, Tamel. You're not an actual. Well, you're he's an, an actual, actual guest. guest. <laughs> you're just, I mean, you're virtual. But uh, he wanted to talk about this. Uh, I want him so. to talk about this. Well, I got to sign in to Hangouts and all of that kind of shit. Oh, here. No. Well, how prepared is this show? We're super prepared. Come on. You know this about us. We're always yeah. we're always all. on the ball. Balls. <laughs> we're yeah. always on the balls. This is the last stout that I have. Oh, nice. oh. It's so good. Here we are calling calling the tea booze. Because this worked when we did it in-house. So. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff from a KO. Yeah, that's good. But, uh, yeah. I don't hear any sound, but it says we're in a voice call. In a voice call. Seven, eight. Maybe nine, the uh, Skype is fucking it up. Yeah. I'll, I'll text him again real quick. Whoa, what was that? Hi. Oh, hey. hello. Hi. Hi. Tamel. Hi. Hey. How you doing, man? You're on air. What's up, T-Bizzle? 
Oh, nice, sweet. <laughs> I thought you were texting me. I thought you were calling me through the Skype. <laughs> uh, we tried. It didn't work. Uh, okay. It just kept saying call failed. Call failed. Call failed. Yeah, so we were just talking about uh, what's going down in Baltimore. And I know you had mentioned about wanting to come on and talk about it, but I'm not going to be here next week. And it's fresh. Yes, yeah, very true, and it is fresh. So, um, we we had just kind of talked a little bit about the uh, the media a little bit on uh, yeah, those picking up on the violence part of it and not focusing on the peaceful parts of we, it. And we four white guys have been expressing our disgust, but uh, <laughs> lack a certain credibility. <laughs> well, I think you guys have very much credibility. I think as long as you can actually, you know, kind of recognize the situation. I mean, it's pretty easy to distract from what's actually happened and just focus on the violence part of it. I just wonder why it's taken um, them over 12 days for them to come back with a reason of what happened. They mm-hmm. they still haven't come back with, you know, wh- whether they rough road them or not. I mean, it's obvious well, at this point they have. The reason but. why it takes them so long is because police have never had to be accountable for the murder of black men in this country before. Well, and they've also investigated themselves instead of they, having They still somebody. do. They yeah. still do. This is this is why there's... Oh, God. All right. What do you say, T? Sorry, T. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's all good. I'm just saying, if you pay attention to, like, the Mike Brown case, even when that happened, it took him, I think he was out in the street face down for four to six hours. Yeah, number while of While they're trying to get their stories straight. Not even covered if up. You take a look at, yeah, and if you take a look at North Carolina, it's a similar situation. It's like they're worried about getting their story straight first. They had the recording in the North Carolina shooting where the man was shot in the back eight times where it seemed like they focused more on, you know, his chief comes, he tells them, hey, you know, these are the type of questions you're going to get. This is what's going to happen. We're going to give you two to three days before you even have to make a statement on what happened. Mm. So it's like it's a lot more about CYA, yeah, like covering yeah. yourself to make sure. Make the department look okay. You know, yeah, and I mean, they have a lot of these facts. That are, I mean, obviously, you know, you can re- release the videos of what happened. That usually takes months, if not longer you know from personal request but at you know kind of freedom of information act type things but i mean i essentially i think it's always trying to cover your ass trying to dig up dirt on the person that was murdered right, right. to make sure that you can show them as being a violent criminal yeah you know, as if, dig up any dirt you can yeah as if there would be some sort of justification for what happened to that person right and is this, is this not would this not be considered i mean i'm just throwing this out for everybody but you know, taking the law into your own hands at that point. If if what you're going to do is go dig up dirt and then build build a case after the fact and say, well, here's this criminal, here's all the proof of what they did, so I killed him, and that makes it okay. Well, I mean, where's the due process? Well, he deserves yeah, it anyways. Where's, where's the yeah? Where's the where's the? Well, everybody knows that there's a due process, but the process well, not public if you're dead. opinion only if you have a certain percentage of melanin. God. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm saying regardless of, you know, the situation, obviously I would say that there's a little bit difference when it comes to, you know, black people who are killed. But regardless of who they kill, they're always looking to win public opinion first. They'll release edited videos, show partial conflicts, show maybe somebody trying to agitate the situation as opposed to releasing the full video and letting people decide from themselves. They're trying to win public opinion and that can sway juries. I mean, you constantly hear them talking about like, oh, we need to find an impartial jury, but like even when it comes to like the Trayvon Martin case, who was really yeah. impartial to that situation? Yeah. Well, and even That's like with, with uh, Tamir Rice, the kid that was shot in Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. 
within 17 seconds of like the cops pulling into the, the, the cul-de-sac there or whatever it was, they, they shot him without even, you know, questioning or having him, oh, yeah. him a chance to put mm-hmm. the gun down, you know? Well, you, you were talking yeah, earlier. Within- oh, I was just going to say, Chris was talking earlier about running late at night. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in the back of my head, I was thinking, you know, I'll bet even if you're wearing a hoodie while out wearing while out running late at night, oh, there's I, there's never been a thought in your head that I somebody's going to pull you over, <laughs> right? Yeah, that somebody's going to you know stop you and wonder what the fuck you're out doing in the middle of the night running, right? Right, yeah. and and you're also not worried about being raped because you're a man, but yeah. that's, just don't carry Skittles and you'll be fine. <laughs> Skittles and a uh, Arizona yeah. iced tea, you yeah. Know? yeah. Well, that's one of those things that actually kind of hits like weirdly at home for me because anybody that knows me, oh, we all love. Skittles. I'm pretty much always in a hoodie. <laughs> so I mean I'm always in a hoodie and uh, like I yeah. do bike riding as of late so I'm like riding at night you know I've got to be conscious I mean it's like I've kind of explained to people before it's not necessarily just that the police are going to roll up on you it's more of a situation of somebody's going to see you and think that you're in the wrong place and that's where you get like a Tamir Rice situation yeah. where yeah. a neighbor calls you maybe all the information isn't relayed but even like that shooting in Walmart yeah the, like, kid, the guy that was shot in Walmart with the, this yeah. person is doing something that is suspect Whereas somebody else that might be perceived as, oh, well, this is just a person looking for a gun or yeah. practicing their second amendment right. Well, that's the question when, so, I mean, when someone doing that- something suspect becomes a execution sentence for him. That's just right. The- yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. Like, what I, I never thought that I would find myself in a position longing for the days of excessive tasing. Yeah, you know, exactly. of, yeah. Of seven <laughs> to ten years ago. Well, it's like, like when did when did every cop become fucking Judge Dread? Yeah. You know. Well, dude, they have a, they have yeah. a, an entire Batman belt full of non-lethal <laughs> options. Yeah. Use that shit. Sap the guy in the leg or hit him with your baton <laughs> you know, or something. Yeah, you yeah. Know? We don't we don't want to see people getting tased for no reason. But fucking do that instead of shooting them. I'd much like, rather why? hear "Don't tase me, bro" for yes. hours on loop instead of a guy. So, I can't rattle, breathe. You know. Right. Yeah. No right. shit. God. Yes, I would. Yeah. So I I don't I don't understand yeah, why I those mean, went away. That's one of the things that kind of just annoys me with the overall situation because you hear the usual grievances. It's always, where are the parents? Where are the uh, black leaders? Where are the, yeah, you know, basically trying to make it like every single black yeah. person in this, in the United States is contributing to this situation. And that no white person has committed the same crime? Yeah. Or worse? Yeah. yeah. Well, and then you hear, then you yeah. hear a bunch of ignorant fuckers saying things like, you know what, just don't break the law. Don't break the law, it won't be a problem. Don't you love that Uh, one? That's what I've always find absolutely hilarious because, I mean, I've had friends that I've been pulled over with that have said some things I would never dream of saying to a cop. Oh, (laughs) right, right. I mean, just going off on the guy for a speeding ticket or something silly. When you know you were speeding or you know you didn't make that proper turn, they'll chew this cop out. And that's just something I would never, ever think of. I remember one time my friend coming to me how polite I was, how well I pulled over. Like for me, necessarily, I don't see that as a joke. Like there could be potentially, I'm not saying I've ever experienced anything like that. I've experienced a few dumb things like the police pulling me over, asking me no guns in the car today. Like when I was uh, like 19 years old, living in Clinton. Yeah. (laughs) Clinton the worst. (laughs) (laughs) I got pulled over for driving a 68 Impala. (laughs) <laughs> Where, wearing a flannel and a hoodie, driving around in a 68 Impala in Clinton. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. You're not black. Be on yeah, your exactly. Way. <laughs> That's what it was. They, they must have thought I was Hispanic or something. They're just like, oh, okay, never mind. Have Wait, a good day. Where's Clinton? Where's Clinton? Where's Clinton is, is in between like Clearfield and Roy. Yeah. It's really small. It's west of yeah. where oh. my house was there in Clearfield. 
Oh, okay. It's like yeah. there's, there's, there's no freeway exit for Clinton. You know, every five blocks is a city. Yeah, it's it's um it's yeah, not- it's west of um of Hill Air Force Base. Yeah, oh, okay. But before like you hit the boonies, <laughs> all right. And just living out here, like this is the place that I've actually lived, and this is probably where I've had like the most ridiculous pullovers. Like I mentioned, the pullover, hey, no guns in the car today. Pulled over, hey, you shouldn't have so many friends in the car with you when I was like seventeen. Who the uh, fuck are you to tell suspicious. me how many people I can have in the car with me? <laughs> Yeah. Well, when I first got my driving license and I got a Buick Skylark, I believe it was a yeah. 77, I got pulled over three times in the same day. That's a oh. boat. <laughs> boat and a half. I first got my license. <laughs> wow. I think, I think one of the pullovers of the cop was probably about a good 300 yards away and realized I had a cracked windshield. Oh. <laughs> or yeah. depends on how you want to view it. Yeah. I've had a cracked windshield since I bought my car. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I mean, there's a decent-sized crack, but he's at the bottom of the windshield, so I wouldn't think it was too terribly obvious. What, what would you like, I'm just saying when it comes to I was just going to say, like, in, in your, in, with your experience, like, do you think that the climate has improved or, or gotten worse over the last, like, five to ten years? I think for the climate, for me personally, has improved because I'm probably more of an adult, a little bit more respectable vehicle, so they probably view me in a different way. I would say the climate... Overall, it's becoming worse, but I don't, I would like to say it's becoming worse, but I really don't have evidence that it is. It's, I think now that it's more recognized, there's more cameras, there's more exactly. viewing, because I mean, okay. it's publicized, more. it's more going, visible. Yeah, because meetings have been going on for quite a while. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. remember in the 80s, but that's Houston still not Minnesota, where they were Yes, but I mean, when you're planting drugs on people and beating them, yeah, yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. taking their life away, might as well be a death. Yeah, I guess so. So, you know, I I see all over the place now that, you know, black parents have to sit their kids down and have this talk with them. You know, they have to have the talk with them. And it's not the sex talk, it's the how you need to interact with police or, or act around police whenever you're pulled over or the police, you know, happen to roll up on you for whatever reason. This is how you have to act as a black person. Have, have, did your parents ever have to have mm-hmm. that talk with you? My parents didn't necessarily have to have that talk with me because I guess I was always one of those kids that was kind of aware of these type of things. Mm. I mean, I was always paying attention to the news. So, I mean, and the thing that's so weird to me is, I mean, I've always had a pretty good relationship with the cops. Like, I remember as a kid playing basketball in my driveway and the cops would actually come over and play with us. I mean, these were cops walking the streets, the beat cops that they talk about. But, you know, we no longer really have. That's missing from you. But, I mean, they would interact. Yeah. I mean, they would come and interact with us. It's like, hey, you know, you're not worried that this guy's out to get you. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you don't see very much community policing anymore these days. It's all about law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And that, but at the same time, I'm living in Utah. Yeah. So if I was back in New York where I'm from, it might have been a whole different interaction. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if you kind of look at the violence or the perceived violence and drug dealings within a certain area, you kind of get a different attitude from the police. So, you know, I'm living in Utah where it's fairly quiet, fairly peaceful. So maybe the cops interact with people differently because maybe they're not necessarily as scared. That's true. And I think even with the overhyping of not only, you know, the killing of victims, but even police shootings. I think when you start putting those videos out, it has to affect the police, too. They're human. Yeah. So I think that somehow it actually reacts with them. You know, they're thinking every day, am I going to come home to my kids? 
I need to be more vigilant. I need to pay more attention. Well, I just think that it's almost like the Fox News effect. It's like they see so much of the bad that they're thinking everyone out there is out to get them. Mm-hmm. With every traffic stop wondering if this is going to be the one. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, well, and a lot of it has to do with even how anything is called into the police department, right? So you've got some old bitty really sitting is. in sitting in her living room, staring out the window, watching the neighborhood all the time, and she calls the police and reports a suspicious character with his hands in his pockets walking yeah. down the road. She's never seen him around mm-hmm. here. It looks like he may be casing the joint. He may be armed. So, I mean, the police are automatically set on alert when they're when they're sent out on these types of calls, and it, and a lot of it. You know, I, there, there's a big portion of it that, yeah, is police overreaction, but some of it has to do with the people who contact the police in the first place and their personal biases <clears throat> bleeding into the report that has the police go out on this call. Making them hypervigilant. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then I think when you start combining the media coverage of these shootings and of the killings, yeah. then you start having, you know, young black men or young impoverished people kind of feeling the same thing, like, hey, these cops are out here killing people, so the cops are afraid for his life, these people are afraid for their life. I mean, this man ran after making eye contact with the police, and I can't say that I necessarily blame him. Mm-hmm. I still get the feeling that I'm going to get pulled over. Even though he's in a public street. I mean, he's in a public street getting beaten down. There's witnesses recording him. He's looking like he has a fractured leg. They got him in the chokehold on the ground. Yeah. I mean, if they're willing to do that in broad daylight. I still mm-hmm. have the, the, the fear that if I check my rearview mirror one too many times while being trailed by a cop, yeah. that I'm going to trigger them for some reason. Yeah, That's but why tinted again. windows are a beautiful thing. Yeah. I got pulled over for tinted <laughs> windows in Utah one time. Yeah. <laughs> These are beyond regulation. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, well, yeah, you can you can get pulled over for it. Yeah. Well, I had a, uh, at the time, and sorry to go off topic here, but this was like a 92, 93 Jetta uh-huh. that didn't have a glove box. Uh-huh. And Uh-oh. so all of my um, insurance and registration and everything, I kept in the map pocket of the passenger seat. Uh-huh. Oh, and I got pulled oh. over going out to uh, – uh, I used to work at the IRS out in Ogden. Uh-huh. Like, not the main center, but the, the, the MEPS – not MEPS, what the hell is it? The uh, Anyway, it was out in the middle by like by Kent, uh, the, the paper production plant out there like in Ogden. It's like out in the middle of effing nowhere. Uh-huh. And so the cop pulls me over and on the freeway. And I'm reaching into the back seat to get <laughs> yeah. my license registration and my insurance and everything. What the fuck are you doing? Well, and the cop pulls open my dr- my passenger door, has his gun at the ready, and says, "That's a good fucking way to get shot, son." And I was like, "Yeah." You're from that from right, that point yeah. on, having a cop pull his gun on you, I'm like, I don't make a move until they're at the car and be like, "Sir." I need to put my hand under the glove box to get my registration out. You know? mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't want to get yeah, shot. My, my I, hands are at 10 and 2 when they come up to the window. Yep. I don't roll the window down until they get there. Then I roll it down, and I explain everything that I'm doing in the car. Okay, so I have and a couple of This is with me things. just being a white guy yeah. In, yeah. in Utah. Like yeah. I can only imagine how harrowing it is being driving while black. I mean, yeah. I, I have a couple of things I want. I want to. I want to address that, and I want to address Dan's previous point because I think there's they're tied together yeah. in some way. But the fact that cops are on quote high alert or high vigilance because of the calls there is a fuck that i don't yeah. give a fucking shit they're getting paid by the government to do the right thing uphold the constitution and to to arrest people who need it and let other you know i don't give a fuck what the call says 
they're supposed to be trained professionals who can go out there and do their goddamn job and despite, assess the situation yes, themselves. Just, yeah. Despite what the caller has already put into the fucking call, who gives a fuck what their bias is? But on, yeah. but on the same so on that's the, on the same side of the coin, you have it's not, we're no longer 1920s Officer O'Malley. You know, coming up to somebody's distur- domestic disturbance. Okay, so so that would be the part of that you were talking about. We're having the crazy ass in Utah Second Amendment believing fucking. You know, I have a fully mm-hmm. automatic weapon behind my front seat because I'm allowed to. It's my right. Fuck you if if you don't have the same thing. You know, and I can only yeah. imagine with, especially here in Utah in this microcosm. A lot of people listening to this might not realize, but we do live in a giant fucking bubble. Mm-hmm. And so oh, a lot a lot of people are <laughs> a- anti government. Pro gun, pro everything else, you know, the, except for what the LDS Church tells us to believe in. But yeah, also um, anti-black and anti-woman. Yeah, men are right, men are white. Yeah, very so, much but, so. But, Even but, though, so what? What's what's the point then? But it, it, as a cop, I would be in fear of my life of every fucking traffic stop I have. But <laughs> yes, at the same and time, that's the job you chose. Exactly. I would yeah. not choose that as a profession. I'd okay. be like, fuck that. No, right. no, thank you. Right. And the <laughs> fact that they go out and hire guys who have PTSD, who've just come off a 10 year fucking war. Tour and, yeah. and now they're going to yeah. come out and go on the street and look at every citizen as a hostile insurgent. Fucking ridiculous. I work with that guy. The guy that thinks that every <laughs> little box that on the side of the road is a IED, you know? Yeah. They should not oh, be yeah. cops. They should not be cops. And this I is mean, the same all, asshole that's all going. These are problems. This is the same asshole that's going. You know, well, why, why don't the cops just shoot all these protesters and be like, yeah, let's just make it worse? Yeah. Why don't we? You know? <sighs> well, well, I, I think another side that really doesn't ever get talked about is that when you think about budget constraints within different counties, obviously they're forced to do so many pullovers. They're trying to make their budgets yeah. and bring in income for the community. But at the same time, when you look at those budget cuts, like major cities used to have police always patrolling in a pair. You always had a partner. I'm saying the body cam is an excellent way to help for a start, but a partner at least gives you some form of sense of security. If you pay attention to a lot of these shootings, it's a single cop. I mean, outside of like the Tamir Rice case, there were two cops there and that cop, I mean, even the department that he came from, they said that this guy is not mentally capable of doing this job. That shit was all that with Tamir Rice. He had that with seconds. But I'm saying, I think if you look at a lot of these situations when these people are talking about their fear for their lives, if they have a partner, at least maybe they think they have backup. At least maybe they think they have a chance. And I'm not saying that a single cop might not. I think a single cop would probably be a little bit more on alert, especially when you think of like the shooting that we had out on the highway here probably six, seven months ago where the officer was shot by uh, somebody that was on the run oh. from California. Yeah, yeah. I'm the, just uh, saying, I think if you, yeah, they don't pre- properly protect these cops they don't really properly train them they have about a semester's worth of training is essentially what it comes down to not really any reoccurring training unless you're bringing in the israeli army to teach them how to do their citizens but (laughs) yeah you you actually literally get more training on how to do nails and hair than you do to be a paramedic or or a or a cop it takes more semester hours to do hair and nails than does be a cop i never thought about it but he's right (laughs) <laughs> yeah, our friend's a beautician does makeup and she had to go to like three years of college for that shit so imagine that education's a problem yet again but what I want to I mean but <laughs> damn it you're paying out of, it, out of pocket yeah. for that shit yeah we're not going to pay for that but I mean I mean even still well, the thing though, is <laughs> yeah go ahead they're paying out of pocket for that shit but you look at the settlements in Baltimore you look at the settlements in New York I mean in New York I think that last year it was about 750 million that they paid out for excessive abuse cases 
Baltimore, they're paying out fairly similarly. So I'm saying, are you really saving money by not properly training these police? No. Are you really saving money? Right. I mean, that's costing the taxpayers money. Money right. and lives. And lives, yeah. Well, and the, and the, other, oh, yeah, thing, and the other thing we were saying about, you know, well, cops approaching a car and they're fearing for their lives. First of all, I don't give a flying fuck. But second of all, so is the person that they just pulled over. Yeah. Right. So now you have now you have two different individuals. Both are fearing for their lives, potentially. And so the cop gets to say, well, I was scared, so I shot him. And that's fine. No, fuck that. That's not an excuse either. This is a person who's paid by the government to have this job. This is a person who's a citizen who works who knows where, who's who's scared for their life because of the history of the police. Now, the police need to fucking stop doing this shit. That's the problem. I don't care what the citizens are saying when they call in. I don't care what the citizens are feeling when they get pulled over. It's up to the fucking cops. And that's why a lot of my and it, it well, totally needs to be changed. A lot of my friends ridiculous. at Facebook get so fucking mad when I post it by cop block and stuff like that, where I'm oh, supposed well, yeah, to know yeah, my yeah. own rights and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, know what they're supposed to pull you over for. You can only have to crack your window a little bit to give them your your in- identification. You, you, you don't know. have to at all if you yeah. if you put it to the window. Yeah. And so that it's just funny that we but they get pissed. If they, you a lot of people in this world just don't quite understand how much of a police state we've given ourselves into. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, how many of our rights? They can yeah. get pissed. Yeah, how many they of our rights we just they handed over? They can you. They can make you sit. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, man. I, I didn't it's mean to take all of your time while we <laughs> called you, but I just, oh, God, this stuff makes me nuts. No, no, that's absolutely <laughs> fine, man. I wanted to talk to you guys. <laughs> yeah, we've been missing you, man. We need to get you back on the show. I know. That's why I was telling Duffy I finally had a Thursday off next week, so I was trying to... Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, taking a trip. <laughs> well, Duffy that's won't be fine. here, but you're you're certainly welcome to join us if you want. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I'm more than willing to come out. Sweet. Okay, I'll have Matt run the board. We'll have a three peat. <laughs> I'll have Matt run the board. Chris will be here again next week, yep. and uh, uh, we'll, that'll be good. We've got a we've got another guest that we'll be calling. Also, that'd be good. Fucking love podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, we won't take up any more yeah, but, of your time, but I oh, I did want to say one other thing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm um, just kind of relate relating to the Tamir Rice situation. And once again, it comes down to training. It used to be that the police were told to sit on the outside, assess the situation, and then move in. Nowadays, it's just like they drive straight on in, like some kind of action movie, and just begin shooting. I mean, if you thought this kid actually had a live gun and was a potential hazard to somebody. First, the police lied in the report. They claimed that he was surrounded by children. If you watch the video, you can see he's sitting by himself on a picnic bench. There's nobody yeah. there in that yeah. And, yeah. and if you actually just look from the outside, approach him, give this kid a chance to react. I mean, this is a 12-year-old kid. Yeah. Yeah, a 12-year-old kid that within, what, 10, 15 seconds of the police arriving is fucking dead. dead. Yeah, the cops roll up on the yeah. lawn, hop out of the car, and immediately mm-hmm. shoot. Yeah. And if I they remember right... The initial phone call on that when the person said, "There's a kid in the park with a with toy a, gun, with a toy gun, with an airsoft gun." They they knew that it had the tip yeah. on it, and they knew it wasn't a real gun. But when you listen to the police dispatch, they dispatch it as, "There's somebody in the park with a gun." So I say that's a little mm. bit on the dispatcher there. Well, but they not then, relaying all like, information. But the still, they should have assessed up, the situation. Like when the cops like rolled up, they, he didn't raise the weapon at them. No, no, no. Yeah, and that for me as a cop, the only way you'd have a justifiable defense is if they if the kid was pulling the gun up. Well, and we're still talking about a twelve year old fucking kid in a park. Yeah, twelve year kid. How are they going to react? I still go back to this point where 
okay, you're a cop. You picked that. That's your fucking job. Your job is not to save your life above everybody else's. Right. That's not your job anymore. Your job is to make sure you're looking at the situation appropriately and legally. You don't get to roll up and shoot someone while I felt threatened. I don't care. Fuck you. I don't care if you're laying on the street. Now you're dead. You felt threatened with your body care. armor the, on. The only problem yeah. with that is that we're facing a post 9-11 Patriot Act world where. Yeah, we're we're in a Republican state. Cops yeah. are right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. You are we're wrong. China, cops are right. Yeah, but what, I, but what I'm saying is that's the problem. Yeah. The problem is I don't give a fuck if they feel threatened. That's the job they're in, and they're supposed to protect the citizens. Some of them will die. Yeah, that's the fact. The fa- but yeah. the, but the, the priority is not to keep all the cops alive. Yeah, you don't. I'm sorry, you, that's you, not the priority. You, you don't pick a job based on your. If you're picking a job based on your your chance of survival, cops should be the lowest on your yeah, list. Yeah, very you know? low. You, yeah. U.S. cop should be the very last be thing like, you, you know. Think what of. I'd I'd rather work in a production job where I'm welding shit at lifetime <laughs> for a couple With, of hours a day. Right. You know, at least and there, actually, I don't have to worry about dying. Right, I'd rather be a Golden Gate Bridge painter, yeah, than be a U.S. Guy. You know, iron worker. You know, crazy shit like that where right. you chan- you still have a chance of death. It's less right. So, how irrational is the person that picks the job of being a U.S. cop and then says, "I felt scared, so I had to shoot first. <laughs> oh, fuck you, dude. Fuck you and your bitch. Well, and it, 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 it also get out of here. It also care. comes down to care. in a lot of these places the whole us versus them bullshit that, that a lot of people keep perpetuating. And it's like, yeah, it's well, this whole white versus black thing that people keep perpetuating over the years and over the years and over. Way the years. to bring and it back. It, I'm, sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's good. We just have to call attention to it every time. But it's just it's a it's a matter of you know it's 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 us versus them. You know, uh, I'm a white police officer and I'm facing against a black guy. I better shoot him before he does something crazy on me. Yeah, it's like you know he's just a normal person, just like you, probably working a nine to five, has kids at home, has bills that need to get paid, and all this other bullshit. Yeah. It's like uh, we're treating each other a lot less like human beings and more like what our races are, what our creeds are and everything yeah, like that. Yeah. I don't judge a lot of the people I work with like, oh, that's a Mormon guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd treat him like that's a dude that's working. You know, yeah. I, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't judge people based on the minutia of their life. I, I base the, based on what their is actions. their life, their yeah. current life. You well, know? we know you don't, but I work pro- with a lot of crazy ass right wing people. But the, yeah. but the problem is that the cops are doing that right now. Yeah, and, that, it, but, and that is the problem. And that's the problem is that they're making snap judgment before yeah. they even arrive at the scene. Yep. Well, I would say another problem is if you actually pay attention to it, every time that the cops are caught on video, they lie in their statements. They have lied almost every time they will make one statement. They will claim this is what happened and it's proven to be a bold faced lie. Oh yeah. Yeah. I feel bad. I can't remember the, the, the guy's name or exactly where it was, but the, the guy who, you know, a bystander just happened to be, there and, and recording yeah, on his phone. The North Carolina shooting. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and saw the cop, you know, the guy is run, clearly running away. The cop unholsters his weapon and shoots him in the back, what, six, seven six, times? I think it was six times in the back. And then, yeah. and then you know, calls in backup, backup arrives, and the cop walks over and drops the taser next oh, yeah. to the guy yeah. as if as if this was, you know, his justification for shooting this man in the back as he's running away. Right. He, tr- he tried to, he mm-hmm. tried to hit me with something non-lethal, so I shot him seven times in the back. Yeah. And that, yeah, I know. And that's where I, I kind of hate to get Fox Newsy with it, but that's where it's like, if it's supposedly not all the cops are bad, then how can you get so many cops that are so willing to just sit there and let them plant evidence? Like, yeah, I don't know yeah. if you guys seen, seen the beating in Detroit 
but where three cops pull this guy out of the car. I mean, the second that they pull him out, they tase him, pull him out, tase him two more times, punched him 16 times within 15 seconds. But then you see the three cops in the back, and they had turned off their audio, thinking that they turned off the camera as well. Yeah, that's You see bullshit. him reach into his pants, pull out the cocaine, and then like, oh, look here, we found some cocaine in his car. So that's worth yeah. that. So we can still okay. So just to be clear for everybody, and that's what two other cops right in front of them. <laughs> yeah. I, so I just want to be clear for everybody. I'm not saying that all cops are bad. I'm just saying that the system is so broken it allows for very bad people to thrive in that to environment. To continue doing mm-hmm. bad things. Yeah. yeah. And there are an mm-hmm. awful lot of very bad people who are cops. That's a fact. And and they're allowed and they're of- allowed to thrive because they're protected in that environment. That's my problem. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of cops that say they're not bad cops, but if you allow these things to happen, if you're a bystander allowing somebody to plant evidence... Then you're a bad cop. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if that well, makes you a good cop. I mean, apathy is not really... No, no no bad person says they're bad. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, of course they don't admit mm-hmm. it. I just... Yeah. I. But yeah, ap- I mean... Not doing it, not doing anything about a wrong a wrong thing that you witness is just as bad as perpetuating it yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe not quite, but pretty fucking still close. bad. Yeah, pretty fucking close. I mean, if you're if you're allowing your brother in arms or whatever, you know, your brother in blue to do the same fucking thing, and then covering their ass when they fuck up, that's in my mind, that's almost worse because you that's what i'm saying you know that they've done wrong and you're covering for them yeah, yeah you've seen yeah, past the gray yeah but yeah. i but i can't say worse because mm-hmm. you they did it and they're also doing everything yeah. you're doing by covering it up and lying about it but they did it so there's that extra element i i i think covering it up is i mean witnessing it not saying anything and covering it up is almost as bad i would say it's worse honestly yeah, yeah i i agree with dan make your on case this one. I would say that it's worse because you know that it's bad. You know, so does the person so, doing it. So let's say that in the heat of the moment, you did something. Oh, I fucked up. I fucked up. I'm going to try to cover it up. Whatever. The person doing the fucking up could rationalize it in a certain way or another. But the person that knows, and that's yeah, the person that person. knows that they fucked up, and then they work with that person to try to cover it up. In it's to my mm-hmm. mind, that's that's worse. That's worse than the person actually doing it. So somebody kills somebody. Somebody witnesses a murder. Both of those people try to cover it up. The person who witnessed the murder is just as bad as the person who murdered. That makes no sense to me. Yeah, I would. I, I see would, your point, though. You're saying it's worse. I, I can see your point, but I, but yeah, I do. I do think it's worse because they they're both covering it up. They're both lying but, about but the wrong. The, the yeah. murderer, one person murdered and yeah. one didn't. The murderer saying, who was in the heat of the moment of the whole thing could have. I don't a, care about that. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's irrelevant. Well, I don't. Or, think or it's is re- it? Is it I relevant? I don't think it's relevant, and that and that's why I'm saying that the person covering okay, it up. Okay, so let's go on a hypothetical that this person Yay. did it, that this person committed some heinous thing, and there's a justification for it, and then now there's two people that are lying about it, and this person who hypothetically maybe could have had a justification for it is not as bad as the other person who witnessed it and covers it up. That's stupid. I'm sorry. <sighs> I, that, I mean, I don't know I, that. I see your point, but, but I don't know that it's worth, point, though. Yeah, okay, but anyway, I don't know that it's worth. But I think both of those people should be doing time. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. We'll, absolutely. We'll all agree on that. I'm, I'm so, going to go on record saying the, the murderer is worse than the witness. But that's me. Uh, yeah, and I, I get your point. I, <laughs> I don't know how there is any other way to see that. I, I think, I think maybe I'm not communicating my point clearly enough that 
you know, you, you can, you can act in the heat of, in the heat of the moment and fuck up and think, oh, fuck, I need to cover this up. And then somebody else comes along and sees that, oh, this person acted in the heat of the moment. They fucked up. And rather than me saying, yeah, you you fucked fucked up. up. Yeah. Let's, let's try to fix this. You know, you fucked up. I'll help you say, you know, you, you fucked up. It was a problem. Whatever was the heat of the moment. You know, I, I can, I can, I can justify you kind of in, in your actions a little bit because it was the heat of the moment rather than saying, I'm just going to lie my fucking ass off yeah, and say so you were completely justified and help you in trying to make this even more justified than it was in the first place. I'm with, that you. I'm with you that that's does bad. That make, does that make sense? I'm with you that that's bad. Yeah. That's really bad. Yeah. But the other guy's doing the same thing almost- and he killed somebody. Yeah. Well, the I would whatever. almost say, though, so at matter, the same whatever. time, the person, the the person that witnesses is almost, is almost the form of an enabler. Because, I mean, you don't go from yeah. zero to kill somebody and expect this person to cover your back. There's been little things along the way that this mm-hmm. person has probably overlooked to help you out. Well, I think it's almost like that. Yeah, yeah. I would so that, that's true. So yeah, that's that's the other point too. Is never like these guys expect this dude. Is, they never. It never seems that they're questioning whether this guy's going to back them up. They know he has their back. Yeah, you right. Build that kind of a trust. Right. Yeah. So th- so that's the other thing too. Is I know I've fucked up. I don't expect anybody to throw themselves under the bus with me to help me protect myself, and yet they do it. I mean. To yeah, me, but, even as the person who did it, it's kind of like you're really fucking shady. Yeah, I fucked up. I can see mm-hmm. that, but but by you backing me in this, where I may even eventually come around to the idea that no, I fucked up and I should fess up to it. But somebody else sticking up for me and saying no, 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 let's just cover the shit up. Let's let's bury it. Let's mm-hmm. let's say you were justified. Whatever that and that and I guess I don't that's, think that's that is what's where going, I'm. I don't think that's what's going on at all. Yeah. I, I I think you're coming at this from a viewpoint of someone with moral fiber. This is not what <laughs> this, this is this is not the situation. What we're talking about is two people who are fucking very happy to murder. Well, that's you know, no we are problem atheists. at all. We, we we tend to live life. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. <laughs> we're talking about two people that are completely fine with murder. One person does it and says, "I know you got my back," and the other dude the other dude looks at him and says, "Yeah, no problem." Now, in that mm-hmm. case, but where both Dan of them I- are on equal footing as far as dismissing the whole thing as a no big deal and lying about it, the only difference is one person committed the act and the other didn't. In that yeah. case, he's worse. Yeah. You're not talking about people yeah. that are like, oh, shit, I fucked up. No. They're like, hey, I know this was okay, and I know you think so, too, but the law is going to disagree, so what are we going to do about it? That's what's going on. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't that, yeah. yeah. Anyway, whatever, semantics and stuff. But <laughs> we have a problem and it needs to be fixed. Yeah. yeah. So You know the worst part about worst part about guesting on the show is I'm not going to be able to listen to this this week. Why? You're on it cuz I'm on it. Why won't you be able to listen? To well, it? I'll still listen just to give you guys the download number, but <laughs> Hell, yeah, it's been difficult. a good I've heard him. <laughs> oh, I know. This is a this is a tough one, yeah. It's kind of weird for me to listen to myself before too. I'd be I'd be yelling at my at the fucking plasma donation center, be like, "Oh, you're wrong." No, yeah. Well, but see, we have the, we have the benefit of actually being able to work it out. And on this show, I've been wrong more than I've been right. So, that's, well, that's one of the benefits. We can do a quickie, a quick, a quick happy news article. Oh, uh, we got a, we got a, I got a bunch of much more upbeat news. I mean, this, this is probably the darkest issue our country's facing right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah. Not a racial slur. That was, I was going to say, no, no pun intended. <laughs> What's wrong with dark issues? No, oh, I, shit, I didn't even recognize that one. <laughs> no, don't pretend like you have no racism in you. Oh, no, I'm racist as fuck, thanks to my southern <laughs> grandparents. No, I'm just I'm saying, just uh, the thing I didn't bring up earlier that I wanted to kind of kind of touch on is the, the, the casual racism of the South. Uh, yeah, I, I have no experience with that. Oh, you're so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, growing up as a a kid living in Ar- uh, mainly in Arkansas, Louisiana, and all those other states down south, you know, you hear a lot of people like when there's a a, a person of of more melan melanin uh, melanin in, in in their skin within an environment, they won't say the word, but as soon as they're gone, be like, oh, I'm glad that n word's gone. You know, <laughs> wow, Grandma, really? Did you just say that? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> And this is stuff you're hearing from early on in life until you're like in your teens and you start to realize that in your social justice way of life, you're like, man, that's fucking wrong. But yeah. but, they, but they'll sit there and have a whole conversation and realize this is a decent human being and this is a pleasant conversation. And then as they turn around, they throw the slurs out there. Well, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, the, the problem is that – um well, I, I shouldn't say the problem. They they, See, now fu- that, they fully realize – That's worse than a, than a racist that's out front. Yeah. That if if that's the if that's what you were talking about with the cops, then I agree yeah. in that in that case. Yeah, that's worse. Well, I just know from from experience that uh, my my grandparents have called white people the n word as well too. You know, really? Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, to them, like what? It, trailer park living. Well, like some people. Some people try to consider it ignorant people. Yeah. Like people yeah, that yeah. are ignorant, oh, pretty, like, essentially uncivilized. Uncivilized, living off of the dole, you know, mm, I don't um, know. Having, having kids out of wedlock kind of things, you know. It, it, oh, terrible people. Yeah, yeah I it's got horrible. You now. But, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's so weird to, to grow up in an environment where you get this casual racism going on. Like, to the point where, like, my mom had a friend over at the house one time, and her name was Miyako. She was from Japan. And this is before I had respect for Japanese people, and so I'm like, <laughs> you know, this is before I, I this is still, before I learned what racial slurs were, kind of thing. We're I was watch- still mad about Pearl Harbor. Well, no, no shit. We're watching a uh, World War II film, and it's like a John Wayne like World War II like fighter pilot over the Pacific kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, get them nips. <laughs> and like this lady's just sitting there, just taking it, and I'm like. I didn't realize how racially this, insensitive and yeah. how fucked up the words that I just said were <sighs> to this lady. Oh, and man. Yeah, and this is happening all And you the- carry this guilt around with you to this day. I'm still fucked up from saying stuff like this <laughs> from when I was a kid. Wow. Well, that is kind of, that's kind of one of those weird things, because it's like the uh, same thing what, kind of, what we're doing right now in the Middle East. It's like if they're your enemy, then it's okay to call them any racial slur yeah. that you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, you'll meet a lot of people that the bad talk guy. about the Japs or the Nips or... Or the Gooks or the, I mean, you know... Yeah, yeah, let's I've just name them all. So let's get it all. Let's out just there. go ahead and get all those racial terms. Out. That's not saying that I, be- I believe that's what they are. No, but you you have to do that. I think to at a certain level, if you're a normal human, if you're gonna if you're gonna be expected to go kill them, yeah, you have to dehumanize something before you can kill it. Yeah, yeah. Because if you realize that the yeah, person you you're pulling the trigger on is somebody that has the same desires, once loves for life, you know, has their own right. children, has a mom mm-hmm. and dad, you know, how many people could we possibly kill at World War II? When we realize that that German soldier has a mom and a dad that cares that they come home safely, you know, that celebrates Some kids mm-hmm. that different. love them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I kind of had that talk well, at I mean, work. That's one of those things. 
that's one of those things that's built within the military system. I mean, they had, Oh, absolutely. I was listening to the Dan Carlin hardcore history. They had songs that they would play on the radio about killing the nips or killing the cat, which, which goes, I mean, they were regular commercial songs that, that goes back to my point about why it's a bad idea to have ex military people in the police force because they come out of that thinking the same way. And then they go kill a bunch of black kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm a liberal vet, and I look well, at it differently. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. Well, they just look yeah, at no, anybody I, that's opposing them as an enemy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just saying, I can understand, you know, you can have a just cause and still kill somebody. If somebody breaks into my house, I'm worried they're going to attack yeah. my children. I may shoot them, but I'm probably not going to call them a slur. Oh, wait, I don't have a gun. I won't right, shoot them. I'll probably, I'll probably actually feel a little bad and maybe have a little respect for their life regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my so problem is you don't have to dehumanize in order to yeah, kill. It, well, makes it, easier it just makes it easier to it, kill somebody when you okay, dehumanize. Okay, I guess it makes it easier. If you want to do it offensively, then yes. But where I see the problem where you dehumanize a race or dehumanize a person to the point where you have no problem killing them, you also have no problem killing them in a situation where you shouldn't be killing them. Right. right. You have no problem lining them up in a pit you, and killing them. You right. have no problem killing a soldier that has surrendered. killing their... That's where you have no problem killing their women or their children yeah. when you consider them subhuman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you have no problem killing in the wrong situation. You yeah. think it's justified because they are subhuman. They are below you. They are not worthy. Like and, if a black person is running yeah. away from you in a park. Yeah. <laughs> but even, even still, it takes a weird kind of person. Like Because I would consider like a rat to be below me in almost every aspect. You know, well, to, mm-hmm. to bring it back to the running, but I still don't kill them for no reason. Yeah, but bring it back to the running that we we're talking about earlier. Like I see rats on the path all the time. I'm not going out of my way to go. Oh, it's a rat! I'm gonna fucking step on it. You right. know, right, right. I'm gonna be like, oh, it's a rat. But if you, I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> but if that rat were in your house, yeah. Well, you might I, I, go. I, do I don't know. I'm one of those weird liberals stuff. where I don't kill spiders yeah, in my own too, house, kind of thing. Whatever. Where <laughs> anyway, oh, that's cool. I'm just sorry. Let's reel it back from the dark. Hey, racist. Hey. <laughs> I can't help it, man. I was brought up in the South. <laughs> we can move to lighter news. My racist-ass parents. No, no, no. <laughs> I said there's nothing wrong with the darker news. I'm just saying it's better to be talked about. Yeah, it's better to be brought out it's in the open. It's better to instead be of... talked about. Some people, yeah, yeah, some people just try to keep it concealed inside, and I think that's kind of what breeds hatred. It's like you have these feelings that you can't talk about. Well, and the other and, thing is... You know, maybe if you... I keep cutting him off. <laughs> Sorry, Tamel. I, 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 I just say maybe if, <laughs> I just say maybe if you actually knew somebody. Like I've had some people have some weird ass conversations with me, but they know that hey, I'm going to listen to what they say. I'm going to actually talk to them. I'm not going to get offended. I'm like, hey, you know, when you're talking about uh, BEP or something like that, fucking love this BET. is the story of it. You know, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people want to say, you know, oh, isn't BET racist? I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't know that white people weren't well represented on television. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah no shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is coming from a kid that grew up was brought yeah, up watching two two seven. But it's one of those funny ones. I mean, it's usually the same arguments that I always get. How come rappers can say the N word, BET, and then, <sighs> then the NAACP? the three that I hear. Now, what, what's the argument about NAACP yeah. that I worry about? Because I'm wondering if it's the one thing that I've thought in my mind as on my multitude of running out in the middle of nowhere, it's lost in my own mind kind of things. I'm like, is color even a word they should be using anymore? Well, the thing is, well, colored, when they say colored people, they mean yeah. colored people like Hispanic, Asian, everybody. Yeah. The NAACP was started after a massacre, and it was started by Jewish men. 
Oh, I didn't so even people realize always that. act like it was a bunch. That's what I'm saying. If people look into the history, I'm like, they act like it's a bunch of black people got together and they were working with, you know, religious leaders. They were like, hey, let's call this National Advancement for Colored People because they wanted to make it black people. Yeah. But they're like, hey, let's call it colored people. Let's include all races. But, I mean, right-wing media is pretty good at demonizing everything. So but I when think you hear NAACP. When you have uh, uh, people as open-minded as uh, secularists and atheists that, that would go, oh, I didn't realize that. Let me read into it. Let me understand this a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And so they would be able to understand this kind of thing a little bit better instead of just, you know, coming off with a Fox News, this is what they tell me kind of thing. Right. Well, I mean, I can only imagine. Yeah, and those are the things. <laughs> now, now, now I'm all oh, paranoid. I'm just saying those- Cut you off again. <laughs> I'm just saying those are the things. Those are the things that I would do because even like BET, BET was started by a black entrepreneur who kind of wanted to like, hey, you know, we got yeah, this Robert market Johnson. right here that's open that we can address these people. Started off on Nickelodeon, eventually branched off into its own channel. Right now, I think it's currently owned by Jewish men as well. But yeah. everybody looks at that's it because it's Hollywood. Assume. Everything in Hollywood is owned by the Jews. That's insane. No, oh, <laughs> but everything is about making money. I mean, yeah, there's always going to yeah. be somebody willing to exploit any market. It's the you have somebody that wants to cater television to black people. You have some people that want to hire black people to talk bad about black people on Fox News. Yeah. Yeah. Especially black clergymen. Yeah. Yeah, and that's their favorite. Well, <laughs> yeah. The problem with all these networks is they realize what works for them. And yeah. you have people like Fox News that they realize, huh, if we pander to the baby boomers, the right wing baby boomer, uh, NRA supporting mm-hmm. white, you know, rich, white, white the old straight men, yeah. gullible, mm-hmm. gullible, believe anything yeah, they fucking hear <laughs> kind of market. It's not just black people that pander against, they pander against youth, women, oh, liberals, yeah. educated people, black people. I mean, pretty much anyone but old staunch people that never went to school to be their yeah. market well and if you paid attention to anything like the fox news ever said anything the fox news ever said the, you would think the atheists are still baby eaters you know yeah yeah <laughs> i mean we are but <laughs> only on tuesdays <laughs> only on tuesday with volunteering parents thank yes. you i can never finish a whole one i don't mm-hmm. know <laughs> you know, I think that's one of those other things that kind of somewhat gets blown out of proportion that people don't realize. Because you think about a Fox News, you think they got this big market. They probably maybe have like 10 million viewers, older viewers, but at the most, 10 million if you think about about 320, 350 million Americans. But the problem is... really not that many people that pay attention. They're They're voters. And they're voters. That's the other problem. Yeah, Yeah, they they vote like they go to church, but they don't read anything. They do vote, but even... I mean, when it... Even when it came to these last midterm elections, I mean, they had, well, we had 35% of people voted. Yeah. So it's like the only way that they can get those people out, but it's still such a small minority that they need everyone else not to come out, along with riling up their people to come out against gay marriage or abortion or whatever. It's that voter apathy that I fucking just, it drives me fucking nuts. I applauded President Obama when he's talking about doing mandatory voting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? It should be a yeah. a whole weekend long kind of thing. The only people worried about it are Republicans. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because they're going to vote yeah, against. Of course, it. I yeah. mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's obvious you're doing everything you can to limit people voting, and it's obviously your bases. Yeah, yeah. their bases all retired, and <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, that's that's kind of the same thing. Like I remember when 
like Saddam Hussein claimed that he had his first democratic <laughs> election and 100% of Iraq voted for me. So I win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I win, bitches. <laughs> Currently, he's in heaven with the Mormons. All right, T. We're going to let you go. And uh, All right, gonna, fellas. you, you going to be joining thanks, us next week the then? Call. I definitely will try to come join you next week. Uh, I just need to get the address or whatever, and I'll come on out. Awesome, man! I, I can hook you up. I'll make sure Ryan's right, got. Great. I'll make sure Ryan's got my deets. Tails. I want to let you guys know too, because I'm constantly telling Ryan, you guys do a great show. It gives me wonderful entertainment at work, and it's always. I mean, it's like this very smooth flowing conversation. So oh. you know, just like hanging with friends. Hey, thanks, man. I, so, I mean, you guys do a great job. Thanks. I really appreciate that. Bootstrap will work, work the same way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bootstrap. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, T. We'll see you next week. See you, T. Bizzle. All right, guys. Bye. Right. I love that guy. He's a good guy. He's a good dude. I, I, yeah, I, I've, I've really enjoyed it. He's, he's been on two episodes twice, with this yeah. now. Yeah. Was he on twice? Yeah. yeah. This will be his yeah. three-peat. Yeah. Plus a call-in. And I didn't expect him to blow us at the end of that call, but that was good. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> I just, I, I really like Tamil. He's a good dude, man. Yeah. I should have let him talk. <laughs> he was on the phone for 40 minutes. He got to talk for seven. You just uh, need to learn, I just, need to, learn I to put the hands up on your head. I just can't. And with, just let it happen. With that, yeah. with that particular topic, I just cannot, and many others. Yeah. Uh, but. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a tough topic for God, sure, man. I, I it, man. It's just out of control. And I can't, I, you know what? I, I don't, f- I, I feel like we have a responsibility to not shut up about it. Cause I think that's the reason why things are going to, are going to change. You yeah. Know? It's not, it's not appealing. It's not going to be appealing to the morals of the oppressors. No, absolutely not. It, yeah. It's, you know, I mean, you, you have to speak it. Well, even Obama said that. I mean, he, he said, you know, it's, it's something that we need to keep in the spotlight, not, not yeah. have just highlighted every now and then when, when riots happen, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, it's not, you know, someone else's kids far away. These are our people. These are our kids. We need, we need to look at this as everybody is, is, is in this together and, to see the frustration that is that is being exercised by these people is, well, when I, when is I heard, something that we all need to recognize. When I heard Obama say that Trayvon Martin, if he had a son, Trayvon Martin would be about the age that he was when he got shot. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that took that and ran with it and be like, oh, he said Trayvon Martin was the son, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. It's like, no, he's just trying to say, like, look. He's if, trying to humanize him. If more, I had a yeah. kid that was a boy. He would have been his age when he got shot. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that, is, that that don't realize that, look, this is a human life that got extinguished before its prime. Mm-hmm. And instead, they're just making it a whole, uh, oh, he beat up on this guy, or he did this, or he should have done this, or he would have done this. And it's like, no. Like, it's he's, always trying to demonize the victim. Yeah. And I'm not much one for like doing the whole victim-blaming game and everything, but it's just uh, I don't understand why – they can't see people as human beings. Mm-hmm. They, they, everybody is always trying to look for a different angle of, you know, somebody that got killed. Well, he obviously was asking for it or obviously yeah. was doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Why didn't he just throw his hands up when the police came into the room? Yeah. it's Because that's not what you're shit. supposed to fucking do when a cop comes into yeah. the room. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, my solution to part of the problem, it won't fix the whole problem. It won't fix everything. But I've, I've thought, you know. No, you don't. You profit from it. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, in, instead of letting it get to the point where it does blow up into where you got people doing large demonstrations and riots start breaking out, they're doing that because they got no other way to voice themselves. 
If you give oh, yeah. people an outlet just for that incident, something something bad happens in the community. If you hold a large town hall meeting in a neutral place, even if it has to be at a church that people in that community all respect or go to, or at a school in a gymnasium where you actually have people come there and you talk, the city leaders will talk, the cops, everybody will be in the same room, talk to each other as human beings, work it out. And if you're able to do that at least once and have a positive thing come out in the end, where both sides are in agreement on, yes, this cop did something wrong. Okay, the city, what are you going to do about it? And there's actually action taken. The city might start to have more respect, or the citizens might have more, in that community might have more respect towards the police and towards the city going, if someone fucks up, they're going to be dealt with. So people are going to be a little bit more on their game and Mm -hmm. trying not to fuck up because they know that they can't get away with it anymore. Well, I I say you abolish the IA, get rid of those... You know, cops with seniority who are now investigating other cops. No, make quit, it a, a different quit, party. Quit with the fox watching the hen house kind of stuff. Yeah, you have you have a multiracial, multigendered, multi-aged citizens uh, uh, organization that has power over police actions. Yeah, then then uh, who, who you know people who are who are civilians, not not well. But the problem, the problem in, in all you can't of it have comes, cops, cops investigating cops. It the, doesn't work. The, the the main problem I think comes down to the whole the whole event of everything is that you need to have people. I'm sorry, you need to have people realize that they fucked up. Yeah, and there's a yeah. lot of people that are not willing to own up to shit when they do wrong. I see it every fucking week in in the the industry that I work in, the IT department. You don't have people that are willing to own up to doing something stupid. They're they're not willing to own up to, you know, fucking something up, doing something they shouldn't have done, loading a patch that shouldn't have been loaded. They just go, Oh, I was only doing what I was told. Like, no, see, and I've I've always So are the SS. So so we we both work in the in the IT sector. Yeah, IT world. If if you notice it's not gonna work on one system, it's not gonna work on the other one. Well, and I'm I'm always the first person, like if I fuck up I'm always the first person to own it. Like, no, I. Well, because it makes cleaning up me. a lot fucking quicker. Well, yeah, yeah. You're you're not you're not worried Playing about the pointing game. the fingers. Yeah, you're not playing the blame game, pointing fingers, trying to figure out whatever. No, I fucked up. Even you know, sometimes even if it's not my fault, hey, I'll I did just what say, hey, I, I did what was told of I'll me. I'll fix it, and hey. it fucked things up. Yeah. I will fix it, but yeah. we need to know from this point on that don't this let's is not wrong. do that again. Yeah, this uh, is wrong. Do not do this again. You know, rolling up on a, a playground with a kid with an airsoft gun and shooting him when he's sitting there at the goddamn pavilion instead of, you know, hey, son, what do you have right there? Yeah. You know, or, you know, rolling up on Trayvon Martin, you know, and, and saying, you know, I-, I think you have a gun. No, he didn't have a gun, man. He was just a kid with Skittles and a fucking drink. Or you have the, uh, the all the other cases like this, this guy that had a OK, he was getting a weapons charge because he had a switchblade knife on him. That doesn't yeah. mean you need to separate. That they his didn't fucking even sp- discover until later. You didn't need to separate his fucking spinal cord from the rest of his body by transporting him harshly. And I don't, I don't even know if that's the case. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe putting knees in his back or, yeah. you know, tackling the guy really hard might have fucked him up. Yeah, but well, because we don't know because he had haven't from- come out with anything. But the thing is, is like once it, uh, like a year from now, when we're looking at this shit in hindsight. You're going to come to find like, oh, we probably shouldn't have done this, but we're still going to be we're doing, doing this. When we have the guy that choked out, uh, the guy that was selling Lucy's yeah. in New York, big fucking deal. He was selling loose cigarettes. Yeah. You know, who cares if he's and not getting a tax stamp on it? There was five officers around him. And you can buy those in almost any fucking bodega any in town. Any bodega in town. Yeah. You know, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Instead of going, oh, my bad, dude. Let me, let me get off of you for a second. Shut up. 
Deal yeah. with it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. you. What? Suck it up, pussy. <laughs> Not even those, but you remember the autistic kid that died in the uh, theater with the off-duty police officer? It was an off-duty police officer that was working as a security guard at the movie theater. Uh, the guy was autistic, uh, and he didn't want. He wanted to watch the movie again. And his mom was trying to get him to leave. Like, no, we gotta go. And he's like, no, I want to watch it again. And sometimes autistic people are set in their ways. And yeah, he was yeah. he was going to watch that movie a second time. Uh, the security guard, who was an off duty officer, went in there, took him to the ground, and laid on top of them and suffocated him to death. Because that's what you should do in those situations. Yeah, because that's the right amount of force that you need to put onto a situation like that. Right. And what would it have cost the movie theater? But seven fucking dollars to let him sit there and at, watch the movie a second fucking yeah. time. You're assuming that the you're that assuming movie that would have been gonna be full. Sold yeah. Out. yeah. <laughs> if and, it was Age of Ultron, maybe. But <laughs> in, in, instead, yeah, I mean, this guy died. Now the family has to have that burden of a funeral. Has to have the burden of losing their uh, their their son. And he was he wasn't young. He was older. But it's you got to look at it. This guy had a mental condition. He wasn't, you know. Like a normal person. Should we move to a lighter bit? Yeah, we need some yeah. lighter shit to finish this out. <clears throat> Sorry, everybody. Uh, congratulations, North Korea. Yay! North Korea is best Korea. The, the <laughs> borders have opened? That's what they tell me. Yeah. Well, believe it or not, uh, they have landed the first human being on the sun. What? Fuck yes. I didn't know you could land a person in a Bosch gaseous Superman. Hung Il Dong, 17. Is 17? Like, wait, wait. Hung Il Dong? Yes. Hung is Dong. Hung Dong. Hung Dong. <laughs> Hung Il Dong, 17. No, no comment. Is reported to have been the first man to land on the Racist. sun. According to North Korean Central News. It's surprising enough to know that a human has managed to land on the sun, but what surprised me more is the recent is the report that the journey took him only four hours. Wow, what? wow that's really fast. Miles. But you know what? If they have the warp technology that yeah. they're supposed to have already, yeah. you know, <laughs> he used a warp bubble. I mean, it only takes like seven minutes for the sunlight to hit Earth. I mean, so if they're moving at relativistic speeds, you should <laughs> shut. I'll shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> they said uh, we are very delighted to announce a successful mission. I can't believe I did that. To <laughs> <laughs> so put man just, on the sun. I think Chris almost had beer come out of his nose. He, he, he did. We're just going to say he did. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> North Korea has you beaten know, you every collect a Pokemon. other country in the world to the sun. Hong Gong. Now Hong Gong? Now it's Gong. Hong Gong. It was Hong, Hong Dong. Dong. Now it's Hong Gong. Dong and Gong. Anyway, he's a hero and deserves a hero's welcome when he returns home later this evening. I really want to fucking visit North Korea. I really do. <laughs> I have a security clearance that keeps me from going it's, there, but man, I would fucking want to visit that place. I yeah. just want to know how well they photoshopped this one, because they've used Top Gun movies way too many times. Like they got whole, him in a Top Gun scene. People are allowed to eat weed. I was going to say I was gonna <laughs> say it's like a whole different country, but duh, obviously. Yeah. It's like a wholly different world. world. Yeah. yeah, You know, people that different like universe. That it's hated an on alterverse. The, that hated on the interview when it came out. Oh, that movie was hilarious. fucking hilarious. I don't care what anybody says. Which one? The interview. Oh, it was all right. Yeah. <laughs> then the guy who played Kim Jong Il in the interview yeah. is in that TV show where they're the people that come the, to America. The, the, the just off the boat. Whatever, yeah, just off the boat. Yeah, whatever it is. That I can't yeah. remember the name of it, but I, I like that. Show. He's the father. I've been watching that on Hulu. Show's fucking funny. Here's how they were able. Here's how they were able to do it. Baby, you were wondering. You oh yeah. How how did they, you were wondering about the uh, Please science? Explain. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about the science, or uh, 
It I was, think DC Comics already <laughs> like gave us an explanation of this shit. No, this know. is better. Oh, this is better. <laughs> it was said that the journey was made possible by traveling in the cover of darkness, which protected him from the extreme heat of the sun. Under the wow. <laughs> so under the cover of so, darkness through so, space toward the sun. For some so reason, a, I'm, I'm okay. reminded of uh, side of the sun. I'm reminded of Mario uh. Brothers. Like when you looked at the ghosts, they kind of like shy away. But like when you look away, oh, yeah. they come chase after you. Right. Again. It's like we could travel faster towards the sun when it's not looking at us. <laughs> so do they honestly must think their sun like rotates and it's got a bright side and a dark side. I fucking love North I Korea. I, I swear know. to God. <laughs> what the fuck? North Korea is like the saddest nation oh. on earth. Oh, Imagine giving them an iPhone or an Android tablet. They got them. Yeah, I think yeah, they made on the cardboard like, with with an Apple on it. I think there's like four. <laughs> like I remember hearing something earlier Apple this week 20. about how there's a X amount of people that are allowed on the internet in North Korea. Like 516 people are allowed on the internet in North Korea. <laughs> they're all they're all <laughs> and they're all government. Yeah. Yeah. government. Yeah. <laughs> well, my buddy who was uh, I mean, you got people so hungry there they're eating grass that they harvest from the like the parade grounds and shit. Oh, that's my sad. my buddy who lived in China, uh, in order for him to get on Facebook or any social media, he had to go to South Korea. You just need to get a good VPN, man. Well, yeah. he had to pay a shitload <laughs> for it. Like it was ex- like you had to buy them there. It wasn't like you could just set like, hey, you got to buy this VPN. He doesn't know how to tech. Yeah, it doesn't. No, he tech. doesn't. He it's pretty easy. Yeah, but he Me also lived in the middle of nowhere, like in the bamboo forest, running a hotel. Oh, well, that explains things then. Yeah. So bamboo forest. I think <laughs> it was actually the uh, the, the same bamboo forest that was used in the they movie Crouch Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh, I think the, uh, the movies the shit. I don't care what anybody says. I think the last thing I'd like to close out on okay. is Rand Paul oh. selling his libertarian soul out to the Christians of the United States. Should we, after this, start a uh, a segment called Randing? <laughs> <laughs> Daily Rand? Here's your weekly Rand. Are you feeling oh, yeah, Randy? <laughs> <laughs> so Rand Paul basically... So he he's supposed to be the the libertarian hero of the Republican right wing bullshit, yeah. right? So he's supposed to be for limited government, uh, all about Anti-abortion. liberty, 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 freedom. Everybody loved the U.S. Yeah, and he recently said that the First Amendment quote the First Amendment says keep government out of religion. It doesn't say keep religion. Out of government. I, Mr. Rand, um, <laughs> it goes both ways. Mr. Paul. Mr. Mr. Paul. Fuck it. Uh, Mr. Shitface. It, uh, <laughs> Mr. Pubehead. It, it goes both ways. I take this Ooh. to mean that Rand Paul is all for Sharia law. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A Christian Sharia. Yeah. yeah. Or a Christian. Polygamy. What really bugs me about the libtard people is that they <laughs> don't really believe in a libertarian system way of doing things and, and it really bugs the shit out of me because if you look at libertarian it's not it has nothing it's been co-opted by the right by like oh every completely, yeah. every other politics there there are a lot of, of libertarian things. ideals that i can get behind but the libertarians basically are, are owned by they're the owned right. by the hard right absolutely and like there's a a whole series of sci-fi books where i was reading them at one point and i'm sorry to go off topic here but there's a a a, a series of books called freehold Written by a Utah guy named Michael Z. Williamson. Really fucking good sci-fi series about uh, how it would be to live underneath a libertarian rule. You know, um, prostitution is legal. 
drugs are legal. Anything that you want to do is legal. You know, you don't have a uh, huge government. You don't have a huge legal system. You have essentially a very limited way of doing things, but you have a standing military kind of thing. It's a really good a book series. self-governing society. It's a really fucking good book series. <clears throat> but then you introduce religion into it. Yeah. And fucks it the world up. fucks everything up. Yep. Yeah. We already so, know and that. Rand Paul is just one of the worst pandering assholes that I've ever seen. He'll at, say at, least, the- at least his dad had the ability to go, you know, no, I don't believe in everything that they say there. But Rand's like, Whatever you want me to say, yeah. I want your vote. I will Please say vote and for do me. anything to win the nomination. Let's 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 hear the let's hear. Oh, this fucking guy, Mr. Paul, in his own words. Okay, this is gonna, it's, First Amendment says keep government out of religion. Doesn't say keep religion out of government. So you ways. do have a role and a place here. Uh, I open the Senate each uh, Wednesday morning, and we open it every day with a prayer. So you you have prayer in your government. Uh, our religion is part part of our daily life and a part of our government. Always has been. The one thing I would say is looks like a hobbit, and <laughs> this is given us free advice. Don't always look to Washington to solve anything. And in fact, uh, the moral crisis we have in our wait. He just said this happens every day. Yeah. Don't look to Washington, Washington to for, solve anything. Yeah. What's wrong with Washington? This is this is what we do every fucking shit. day. And don't look to us for anything because we're stupid. Country, there are there is a role for us trying to figure out things like marriage. There's also a moral crisis that uh, allows people to think that there would be some sort of other marriage. And so, uh, there, it really there's a role uh, outside and inside government. But um, I think the the exhortation to try to change people's thoughts also has word. to come. From, from the countryside, from, from everywhere outside of Washington. In fact, we're the most disconnected city on the planet from the people. And but I choose to work here. Faith in what's going on up here. Doesn't mean don't participate with us up here and try to make it better. Definitely do. But realize, uh, like every other problem, that, you know, I think, you know, I, I've said this before, we need a revival in the country. Mm. You know? <laughs> We need, Christian uh, revival. Uh, another great awakening with uh, tent revivals of thousands of people <laughs> oh, saying, shit. you know, reform or you know, see what's going to happen if we don't mm. reform. He doesn't seem very convicted about that, but I may be wrong. I, I would like to talk to you, word, Chris, but... about revivals more next <laughs> oh. week. Tent revivals are just such a fucking snake oil salesman bullshit that, that exists out there. It's like... You go out to church in the middle of nowhere in a parking lot in some flea market somewhere that you know. Well, let's just have a let's have a tent revival. It's like, yeah, you're just trying to get the people that are already ultra right, ultra religious, to believe even harder. And yeah. it's not much of a sale. <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, not at all. I mean, it's not hard to get people that believe that Christ died for your sins. That that the 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 way to atonement is to. Um, to to already to to let priests know or to let people know that you have sinned to get a, a rebirth and the blood of Jesus kind of thing, it's not much of a sale from that point to speaking in tongues to celebrating with snakes to you know the God will protect me from the the venom of these snakes even though I'll die, die yeah after being bitten by one right yeah yeah that's a bunch of fucking horseshit. I mean it's I mean as a, as a kid going to stuff like this you know it's it's kind of cool. Because you're like, man, these people really believe this shit. But at the same time, you you look at it as an adult going back to that time. You're like, 
what kind of shit were they selling people back then? You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like they're going more for the they're going for more than the ten percent. They're going for I want half your paycheck, you know. Yeah. And I honestly looked for uh, before coming on the show. I, I haven't actually done any of this stuff in the last couple of months, or even since I become an atheist. I haven't actually looked for the 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 place that I went to church as a kid. I hadn't actually looked for the church. I haven't actually looked for the pastor that was there that at that time. I actually started researching it this week. I can't find the guy anywhere. <laughs> so he's in jail on. for it, a few It makes me wonder if maybe he joined the clergy project. Clergy <laughs> project. Maybe he. I, I kind of hope that's the case. But I, I really, honestly, before coming on the show this week, I wanted to find the guy and be like, "Hey, I wanted to let you know, um, I have become an atheist." And it's not because of anything you did. You did your job the way that you were supposed to do yeah. as a, a religious salesman. Yeah. Let's not call them pastors. Let's call them religious salesmen. Yeah. <laughs> you did your job. I believed it at a time. I was one of those guys that used to go to Sunday school really reading the, the books of the Bible saying, you know, chapter, verse, you know, this is what it is. Believe it or don't. But um, as an adult nowadays, I, I, I wanted to go back and be like, hey, look, hey, Gary. I wanted to let you know. I'm not Gary. Gary Boswell. <laughs> I couldn't find him anywhere. I tried looking up Facebook and I got infinite time to do this shit at work. I mean, I'm, I am busy at work, but at the same time, I've, I don't have enough shit going on that I can't Google search people. <laughs> like the worst thing you can do is let me know your name and yeah. where you live. <laughs> I got all your infos. I can find out who you are. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I guess sorry. that. <laughs> about wraps it up for us this Fuck evening. Yes. <laughs> Don't forget that we're on the Facebooks and the Twitters. And the Gmails. You can find us on Twitter at TGR Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at The Godless Revolution. I subscribed and liked both Woo-hoo. of them. Be Thank sure to you. check out Chris's Facebook page, Marathon Dad. Amen. And uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see you all next week, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.
Nation.